Welcome to the Joy of Geek podcast, special edition. Um, and this time that is a new, worth saying. Yes, yes. So in the past it has been what we said when we couldn't, when we were a gaming podcast, we wanted to talk about comics or TV. But this time it is the special edition San Diego Comic Con 2016 episode, and there's no way to do this but nah. to say that it covers all genres. We could do we could do four small shows, but that'd be yeah. We'll it's no, overkill. We're, cover, it's we're overkill. covering every medium here, and we'll um, and, and, and who is we? That is we. I am Rich Lapore, Jordan Alseka, Kevin Schaefer, and uh, we are ready to talk about some Comic Con. We just did a marathon uh, viewing of trailers. Mm. Trailers, teasers, news stories. We got a bunch to talk about as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really pumped about a lot of stuff. I, I gotta say that there's so much Marvel and DC Cinematic Universe stuff to talk about. It looks great. So much good TV stuff. Mm-hmm. A couple game stories um, and, uh, that look good. <laughs> Even about as many comics. It's, uh, it's always the fun truism of San Diego <sighs> Comic Con. San Diego uh-huh. TV, movie, and video game comics. Yeah, pretty much. No, I'd say, I'd say comics are more prevalent it's than games inspired there. It's all inspired by. It's all inspired. But no, it is a media con. That's the thing. I mean, it's... It, yeah, it really is. It really is. It's interesting that it sprung up in San Diego, that that became the biggest one. Not because there's nothing wrong with San Diego. Love some San Diego. Great, beautiful weather, etc. But you're surprised it's not L.A., you know, or, or Vegas or something? Yeah. It's just, it's just it's an odd it's choice. It's weird, how, it's weird how that became, like, the cultural hub. I realize New right. York Comic Con is, like, the second biggest. Right. And the biggest in some ways. Yeah. Um, but but well, the San Diego's the deal. The West Coast is kind of a hub for a lot of online entertainment writing. Hey, that's a good a point. a lot of websites... They're based out of the West Coast well, area. Well, well, San Fran or L.A., but That's San true. Diego, it's just, it's odd. Maybe it's like everybody would just like, you know, got in cahoots and was like, we need a, like a nice, awesome trip to San Diego because it's so beautiful and the beaches. Let's just like make that our destination mm-hmm. and that went. I don't know. I would love to go. I mean, it's it's on the bucket list. Um, I know a few people through uh, TV Equals that are there this year doing coverage oh, yeah. for it, and I'm super jealous of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's All awesome. All the topic is there every year, too. Yeah, I would love to go. It's the sort of thing we really should plan a trip for it maybe in a year or two. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's one be of those there. things. Would be crazy. It's one of those things, and we could do some live coverage for the site. Which, before we get started, let's just say, like, the site is up and running up and in fine style. Thejoyofgeek.net. For those who might not have visited it yet. And at Joy Game on Twitter still, that'll be changed. But you can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook as well. We're... And I think we're up to active. somewhere around 20, 25 articles, and and yeah. and we you know we have an article or two every day that's going up that may even increase. I mean, it's just crazy how much uh, the four of us, especially you two, have been writing for the site. Um, and uh, obviously, Kelsey is also one of our uh, major contributors. Reversed article just came in for the game of the year right. list that we started. That's what we got. We got lists, reviews, retrospectives, uh, coverage of the event from San Diego with yes. some analysis. Yes. Uh, all kinds of crazy things across gaming, media, uh, TV, film, comics. And it's not just current stuff. I mean, we're going to be doing retro, you know, I wrote a review of Superman Birthright the other day, um, which was somewhat inspired because Jordan's been on as doing his massive Smallville journey. Um, <laughs> there you go. We got so, some you know, synergy. Doing, it's a, I'm doing the yeah. synergy uh, uh, hand right. Smallville journey. So we're that is a little bit intense. If it's, you get through all... It's impressive. Did you say it's over 200 episodes? It's over 200 yeah. episodes. That's insanity. Smallville. Hey, man, it could Even be Even if you do an, could... an every five episode thing, that's still... Like, no, I, I'm, I'm considering ways to break it up, but it's I don't... Ambitious. Or how about this? Uh, it's just ambitious to watch the MFR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's an intense thing. It is. But no, you know, it would 
would be an interesting goal to say, like, by the time we all get to San Diego Comic-Con in two years, you'll be done with Smallville <laughs> and the reviews yeah, therewith, right? I don't think there is enough time. Even if I stayed weekly, it's going to take at least four years to get through everything Smallville. <sighs> oh, man. that's well. And just imagine the undertaking it was making that show, writing that show, starring on that show. Yeah. Because um, this was before the superhero onslaught, as Jordan talks about it. Well, that's what you did if you liked yeah. superheroes and wanted to watch TV. You right. watched Smallville. Right. And the other show. Oh, wait, there is no other show. I mean, maybe there was one or two other well, heroes. Things, there were a lot of one-season yeah. wonders that uh, I'm and also hoping to cover. Heroes was the most long-running one. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that we've been wanting to write about and, and content that we've wanted to go along yeah. with this podcast for so long. Yeah. Now we have a real... We, we did have one site way back. People will notice that there's an article you recently posted, which is a throwback to content we had back then mm-hmm. yeah um, i recovered most as much of the archive as i could going to post them as they're relevant i have yeah. some that are like specific looks like i you know movie reviews and whatnot but there are sequels coming there are certain times a year where these things will be relevant and it's just another uh vin- it's another source of great content uh from a couple awesome. years ago. We, and, we will, a and we will let you be the yeah and we will let you be the judge on that um uh, you know please let us know what you like that you're seeing um because at the end of the day you know obviously we love to write but we do it for the readers yeah. Um, so what you want to see uh, will definitely uh, play a role in what we what we continue to produce. Sure. And leave comments. We'll talk back to you. Uh, we're pretty good at, at replying when we do get messages. So leave comments on the site, on the articles you like. Sure. And uh, it's you know what's fascinating about Smallville? It took a decade for them to get ten seasons. And after five years, the Arrowverse is going to be up to twelve seasons after this coming year. And it's crazy. Wait. Oh, the Arrowverse. The Arrow yeah, not just okay. Arrow. Okay, oh, I was going to say. Yeah. No, wait, yeah. no, is it Supergirl in that? Supergirl's yeah. in that. I mean, the crossovers uh, are coming. It's not in the uh, verse yet, but I would not be surprised if by May they've done some kind of crazy crossover right. incident to all bring right. them all together. Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of, not I guess not crossovers, but uh, TV show uh, reviews, I just got my uh, Mr. Robot yes, uh, se- uh, Season 2 premiere review up. Um, it's uh, it's a big one, so I gave some of my thoughts on uh, season one because we didn't have a site at that point. Uh, rolling into season two, I'm going to try to get on a regular schedule with doing those uh, once a week as timely as possible. Um, so that'll be fun. I love that show. If you didn't know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. definitely on the top three for me, which is pretty insane considering how many great TV shows there are in history. Similar for me, I put up a Stranger Things review. I cannot praise that enough. I mean, that is in some of the best TV I've ever I, seen. You know, your review oh is gosh. more glowing than than most reviews. All of them are yeah. glowing. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are glowing, but yours is like, woo! It was. I mean, it. it was just like. I mean, that's one of the best like. 80s throwbacks I've seen. I mean, it was, like I said in the review, I mean, Spielberg meets King was enough to draw me in. But it just maintained, it kept its heart, its characters, everything was there that I wanted. I can't wait to watch it. And and especially after what you said. And is it getting a second season? You said it is? Yeah, like, um, I don't know if they've officially confirmed it, but the Duffer brothers have ideas for season two. And, I mean, Netflix originals, most of them get renewed. No, they're locals. They're they from are, they're Durham. They're from Durham, and no, the well, Duffer they're from. They are. were they were regulars at the Carolina Theater of Durham growing up. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and then as far so, as other props, North Carolina. As yeah. far as other current things, I had a review of Star Trek Beyond with San Diego Comic Con this week. Yep. That had to be the focus. Uh, as much as I, I loved, I love Star Trek and was excited to see that movie. Sure. Uh, doing an episode on it just wasn't feasible, but we got a full written review up there that I did, and I so, saw it too. Awesome. So we can maybe touch on that at the end. Yeah, yeah. awesome. And if you're and if you're uh, starving for some gaming content, obviously there's the uh, I think you talked about this on the last episode, but there's the Zero uh, Time Dilemma review. Yeah, um, there is uh, Jordan's top five gaming. Uh, 
uh, best games of 2015, Kelsey's is about to go up, as well as Summer Gaming Memories. Yeah, so that's not even all the content. We've got a lot oh, of great so content great out stuff. There. So check out the site yes. for the rest. It's all categorized by subject. Um, and there's some more small stories from SDCC. Some looks at and in, com- talk about and here, in comics, I read Southern Bastards Volume Three last night. I'll be reviewing that this week. Awesome, awesome. Well, we got a lot of great content to look forward to, um, and well, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, San Diego Comic Con was no slouch in providing uh, stuff to talk about. I gotta say, because the past few years, especially with Marvel doing their events on their yeah, own, yeah, yeah. and DC was still getting going, uh, it's been slow. Yeah, 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 San Diego Comic Con hasn't been that exciting to me in the past few years, but this year. They, Just everybody, everybody brought, brought their A-game. Well, I mean, you got to admit, as far as the synergy between comics and other media, we're at an all-time high. Well, I mean, and there has not been thing. a time when there's this many TV shows, movies, video games that tie into comics. Because I guess that's really the thread here, right? Sure. Is, is, is even though it's not so much comic-centric as far as, like, literally floppy comic books, mm-hmm. it is very much shows that are... You know, related directly to comics, and then some more tangentially related, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sorry. so and and that synergy is just evident by how much there was at this con this year. Yeah, so we're gonna take a look at pretty much everything. There was so much, maybe one or two things slipped through, but I think we hit all the big. We tried to bro- we tried to put the net through the water about three or four times. Yeah, to try to catch. We the caught big fish. some things. Yeah, yeah, so, a couple uh, minnows even. Uh, we're looking good, but uh, so where do we want to start? Uh, why don't we start uh, big? Why don't we start with uh, uh, the uh, let's go? Let's go. Do we want to do Marvel? We always do Marvel. Let's start with DC movies. Okay, start cool. with DC. Okay. okay, I say we start with DC, end with Marvel, throw everything in the middle, have a, a nice mix. Beautiful. All right. So I guess to start it off, um, I did a little spiel on this on the site earlier. Um, what had me most excited out of the news and the trailers here was the Wonder Woman trailer, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I didn't know I, Chris Pine was in that. Yeah, he, my, he, my head was in the yeah, sand yeah. on that one. He was in uh, the photo that's in BBS. Yeah, yeah, remember that? Right yeah, next to it. Yeah, he's a little blurred. That was him. Yeah, little blurred yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All. Whenever I see that, I think of uh, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Asian Carter, and the, uh, the her commandos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much like them. Well, and that's the thing. So on that note, what I really loved about this trailer was, I think, how well it executes the World War One aesthetic of it. And how it's different from the previous two DC films, and you know, I mean, I've said my thoughts on DVS here as as I've always, and you know, and you know, I wasn't a big fan of it, but that doesn't mean I wasn't excited about some of the future ones, and especially Wonder Woman, because I mean, that was one of the best parts of BVS. And I love how um, exotic the, she is. Oh, she's exotic. She's got the it's nailing the, just that look of the mascara was beautiful. Um, all the effects and you know that they got Patty Jenkins on board to direct is really exciting um, so this hits next summer um, I could not be more stoked about this one I don't know about you guys I, I like Wonder Woman a lot yeah, she yeah. was the best thing in BBS to me sure. uh, Gal Gadot again not my first pick in terms of right, right. I didn't really have a pick but yeah she's not the traditional sure. comics like six foot five Amazonian were but I mean no one could be realistically yeah. I think they do a great job of just making her look powerful and right. strong and this movie just furthers that. She looks like a great character that I want to watch a movie about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that lasso, dude. Yes. That lasso. They the, nailed the it. Shield clang, oh, the shield clangs, the sword awesome. swipes, the lasso when it glows. I mean, it was just one of those moments. It was yeah. just like, ah, oh, it's so perfect looking. Like, the special effects look great in that movie. Right. Because I don't know if you guys know, but like, Raven is my favorite DC heroine, possibly my favorite, like, just Marvel and DC heroine of all time. But, and 
I attracted to her because of the mythological aspects and all that, which of course play out in Wonder Woman too. So, but I, it, that's exactly what I mean. The sword, the shield, the lasso—that was just—I was giddy with excitement. Now, there. somehow, I was my my first takeaway from it was, wow, it's an, that's an interesting choice to set it in back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to have a historical setting. But apparently, you guys set me straight on that. That is her origin. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she's an old character in the sense that she's been around for a right. long. Because I always saw her in modern settings as part of the Trinity. Well, yeah. Well, she can't, yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she can't be part of the Trinity back in the 40s, 30s, obviously. Sure, sure. But this gives her She a can be a part of the Howling Commandos, though. Yeah, I mean, so. she's got Steve Trevor and his, his unit yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're, she's going to work with, but... Uh, I, Their relationship looks really it real, good. Uh, yeah, it, looks, it looks just antagonistic enough. I like the banter, and, and fun. the fun, well, and, yeah. I actually have... I just bought the second volume today, but what makes... Wonder Woman's so great in Bombshells is it's not that far removed from her original origin. Yeah. And you get to see the Steve Trevor Wonder Woman dynamic play out uh. just in World War II instead of World War One, like it is here. But it is it is a great dynamic seeing how, she, you know, they interact with each other from two separate worlds. And it's it's really cool to get to see that in the movie. And the action looks stellar. Yeah. Like, there's so many shots in this that, that I think you slow-mo right like to, to really emphasize her moves. Like the yeah. one shot I love the most is when she like has the rifle behind her back and she just snaps it across her back with her arms like thrusting forward and it shows all the shrapnel like exploding yeah. out of it. It just looks great. To me, I think the one takeaway that the one thing I'm a little worried about in that movie is the monotone color palette that it seemed like a little bit to me. Like for example, one of my favorite scenes was when she's walking through that party in that striking blue dress with the sword down her back. Uh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. I really like that scene because it looked a little less of like the grays and the browns and the and the whatever uh, dark right. dark it's the wash palette. that all of the movies seem to I, have for DC. It's unfortunate. I'd like to think, because they have the... Tr- the, po- the new poster is just exploding with color. Right, the which is even red encouraging. Red. And she needs that so much because oh, Wonder Woman is so red, white, and blue. Because that was so... what was missing from, especially Man of Steel. You got, I mean, it was just so gray and everything. Yeah, the I aesthetic just... here just looks much more vibrant, but still I... serious though. No, no, like a, but there's it's there's a, nice a lot of grays and dark colors in that. That mascara looks yeah. great, but as soon as they get to like the battlefields, yeah, it's a pretty, you know, well, and it is World War One. It so, is World War One, yeah. but hopefully we can get a little bit of a palette shift. That's what the I'm other hoping. That's I agree what with Rich say. on that. So that's yeah, so that's the that's really where where the World War One setting got me. I think more than the fact that I, it's not that I dislike World War One. It's just that I don't know. It lends itself to the, to that gray and black uh, look. So anyway, but that was Wonder Woman. I think we're all pretty positive. Yeah, that's super. Yes. That's super exciting. Uh, uh, as far as trailers go, I mean, I don't think they could have done it better, really. And I think that you know the way that they've they've injected humor. And I, here's my worry, right, with all of these, and I, and I won't go into details with the other sure. ones yet. But is that they're showing us trailers that have the comedy punched up. Um, that no, like you're worrying they're doing it specifically not in the trailers, right? Organically funny. Well, no, oh no, 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 no. I'm worried that the trailers are um, disproportionately full of comedy. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and that the films it. are going to be less so, and they're just doing this because they're like, yeah, hey guys, come on, right. we promise, there's right. comedy here, we swear. And I, just, that is I a, hope I'm not right. It's a possibility because Jordan, you did say earlier in valid point that um, we're looking at the new Suicide Squad trailers and. A year ago, when they unveiled the first one from Comic Con, it was it dark. was so dark. It was BG's. Um, I started a joke playing, which is a really depressing song, uh, and it was a very hard edged, gritty look. And now they're more like Harley Quinn smiling and 
And granted, I think that was always the tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that, Um, yeah. That first, the second trailer came out before BVS and was a very comedic trailer. Right, right. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the whole thing is kind of a little tongue-in-cheek. Even the very, even some of the characters are kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, they did with the face, uh... El Diablo, oh, El Diablo is it? Yeah. I mean, just just his whole look is kind of like check me out. Like it's it's kind of it's a, ludicrously it's a more, badass. It's a more comic booky collection of characters, for yeah, lack of a better. That's term. a good way to put it. Uh, that is, yeah. so, it. Anyway, that takes us to we got a new Suicide Squad trailer. We might as well throw that out. Okay, uh, we, yeah, we yeah. did get a, a right. final trailer because um, it is literally coming out in two, two weeks. weeks, a week and a half probably yeah. when this is posted. A week from Friday, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like this trailer. I mean, it didn't. I don't think it showed anything really new. Nah, I mean, well, they did, can't really show too they much. They can't, but yeah. it did give me more confidence that there is a big bad they're fighting, because a lot of the previous trailers, they've said Joker's not in it a lot, really, but they haven't really shown who, what they're going up against. They keep talking about there's a mission, you have to go do it, but I thought this trailer gave a better saw, view of some I saw some a look like, of, like, an en- Enchantress. Was that what I saw there? Like, with, like, a bunch of explosions going on behind her head, or... Pot, yeah, yeah she's I movie. think so. I mean, she's on the team. And okay. she's a supernatural one. But yeah, this here we saw, like, a swirling ring of trash in the sky, and Harley Quinn fighting one of some kind of weird minion. Yeah. It's just nice to see that there's more to it. Yeah, so, um, so I'm, I, I think I am... I don't know what your take is on this, Kevin. I think you're uh, a little down on Joker in this movie. Me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, you said yeah. Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I, I don't I was saying I didn't know what your take was. Yeah. Me? But, I, no, I I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. I for me, I think uh you know, I I I've gone as close to being excited about Joker as you can get mm-hmm. starting out with that initial shock, which actually was captured live on this podcast. I remember that at was the first one visage, I joined. Yeah, yeah. At seeing that visage with damaged on his freaking head. I still remember that. And a little yeah. J teardrop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot to not like about that 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 character design. And I'll oh, tell I'm you, pretty stoked. I've gotten I've gone I'm like 90% back from the brink at this <laughs> point, you know. And and I think that I think I'm really looking forward to a brand new take on Joker, sure. um, and and I hope uh, I hope Leto delivers. I have to say, uh, I know some of your criticisms of, of 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 Leto behind the scenes is some of like the really creepy stuff he did, it, like the condoms and. I mean, I get the idea that he's method, but there are certain lines where it's like yeah. you're just being yeah, and that yeah, unreasonably douchey. Yeah, no, and I get I get exactly what you're saying. Sure. I think I offset that a bit with when I think about something like Dallas Buyers Club. And the humanity he he put into that role by being so method, and you know the compassion that that role shows. Right. Um, so I think that like it's and he's always taken on roles that are not necessarily. Um, I don't want to say it's unflattering. I mean that was it, it's just roles where you really get into somebody's pain and 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 difficulties, and he really does know how to capture that. So it's almost like I always say with like a, an abstract painter. Once you show me that this is a weird analogy, but once you show me that you can draw a portrait, paint a portrait, then I think your abstract work has more credibility. Sure. Okay. And so I think you know all the work that he's done before this in capturing you know real people so well uh, has a little bit of um, and, and 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 doing it with such humanity uh, counteracts a bit of the you know absurdity and abstract nature of this performance. And sure, we'll he's, see. I'm I'm keeping an open mind. His choices want, might work. I want to like it. I like that it looks like there's less of him in the movie than I was worried about. <laughs> no. I but, think it's good. Uh, the next... Well, I, guess, I, I do want Harley Quinn to be her own, which I think I don't think... I, I don't know. Wrong. Even in that trailer, I saw her dipping into the big tub. I, mean, I know you need her Well, origin. that's an or- I, think I know you need her origin, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what Joker is in this. He's gonna. It's gonna be like a means to bring up her origin. Okay, You yeah. know what I mean? It's gonna be like, he'll be in the present, or, or at least in the past to present. Yeah, There'll yeah. be but a fight with Joker. Right, in the and I think that that'll be like an opportunity 
to flash back to her origin and flesh out her character. I, I see flashbacks throughout the movie because you have that initial. Okay. I think we'll see like you know her as his therapist, her getting dumped from the chemicals, and then that scene of Batman chasing him. Yeah, I see those as like yeah. the three maybe like. The I think you're right. Scenes. I think you're right. I definitely think you're right. I forgot that that um, therapist scene, but you're right. Yeah. That is quintessential to her to her transformation because that's the starting point. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's Suicide Squad. There's but, not a and lot. It's coming, and we're really excited. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then we got footage from Justice League. I did. Which they kind of, it feels like a response where it's like, we need to get footage in front of people <laughs> as soon as possible. Well, I mean, they uh, talk, I mean, we know they're all about a response because a couple weeks ago they brought out a bunch of reporters to the Yeah, set. they had the first, they had like, Devin set from Birth Movie's Death, yeah. They had a bunch like, of people from yeah, all the different yeah, yeah, sites yeah, and they yeah. said, and, hey you know, guys, come on out here. And it did do some damage control because most of the responses I read were they really are trying to fix this movie. Right, right. The, uh, Sean Gerber on the Marvel News podcast, which is a great one if you want it, one that's really just focused on Marvel stuff. To, or not Marvel News, it was Batman News. He does too. But Batman News was talking about these set visits happen, but you don't see them till like right before the movie is coming out normally. Oh, and so this one being, it was like, no, go out there and tell people what you saw. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's I a response. That's interesting. And well, I mean, I have to give Zack Snyder credit for that. I know I, you know, riffed on uh, BBS a lot, but I have to give him, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you want to give an artist freedom, but at the same time, you have to tell them when something's not working and they need to, you know, I don't know. Well, I think know. they told him they cut his second movie, at least at this point, or his third movie. Or he's talking, he's only talking about the first Justice League. Right, right, League. right. Well, I mean, he even so much has said, like, they're not in part one and part two anymore. Yeah. And we're not talking about number two yet. Yeah, yeah. A.K.A. Who knows if I'll still be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic Four 2 didn't come out, you know, but it was on the schedule mm-hmm. once, you know. So, I mean... Spider-Man 4 and Sinister 6. Right, right, yeah. Oh, Sinister 6 is really done, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. That just... That went away, like, without any talk. The Venom movie's still coming well, out. But... That's really weird. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but anyway... Get into the footage. I, okay, yeah. So... What well, do we think of the footage? I like it. Or I mean, it is... Uh, it feels so drastically different, I like but... everything I, except... Ezra Miller. Yeah, so, I st- so Ezra Miller, and I'm still having a trouble adjusting to. Like, I I'm glad he. I mean, in the BVS, uh, I mentioned the, in that um, cameo they had, he just looked like a straight up emo like hoodie and everything, and just a little really offsetting. It was a worrying this one. Look. This one, he had more of a lighthearted like, and I kind of like the dialogue between him and Bruce Wayne. Um, Batfleck is still. Pretty awesome. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and, and, Wonder he, and he grounds and Wonder this. Woman. They're like, both. Their, yeah, their they're dynamic both. looks great. She, him, and Wonder Woman are both. Yeah, I mean, uh, they I nailed ha- that. I think um, that I think that Ezra Miller is a really cool, charismatic, interesting actor. Right. For pretty much any other role. Right. It's, but this it's role just is. My... He is not Barry Allen to me. He's okay. not particularly a good Flash character. Like I just think that the way and you brought this up earlier, the socially awkward aspect. And it really doesn't play well. And more I think about it, it's not really in sync with going super mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't quite right. It doesn't gel right. And also his look. Like, I have no problem with Ezra Miller's look. It's great for, like you were saying, the Adam or some other yeah, character. Yeah, I see him like, yeah. and, you know, it, there are a lot of DC characters. he could, Because the performance, I think... A, it's a, good. A, there's, there's too little to really judge. We only get, like, a couple of really brief scenes. But, yeah. Oh, my, he was the main thing we saw, I felt like, though. Yeah. I think, well, his super speed scene went for a little bit. So oh, okay. it was a little bit of that, but 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 like I was saying, he seems like a um, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory or Mister yeah. Elliot type of Mister Mister Robot. Robots Elliot type I, of yeah. socially awkward, but toned down here. a bit, right? toned down and kind of comedic. And you know, I've that, heard he's yeah. the comedic heart of the film, which is good. The Flash is a lighthearted character, 
it, it'll be an interesting take. Oh, that's why they showed us two full scenes of him talking with Batfleck then. Because, well, because yeah. he's the lighthearted core of the film. So if they want to show that off, like showing cyborg scenes wasn't going to show us levity. You know right. what I but mean? But you know, I at the same time, I'm, I'm open to it. Because it, I get, it, it's on two levels. It's like there ha- there needs to be a flash in Justice League. Because he is a major Justice League. And it can't really be the one from the show, because then everybody is not from the show, so why is one person? And beyond that, and I also, building on to that, it's like, do you do the exact same characterization as the show? Because then you're not really setting yourself apart. I mean, you don't need to set yourself apart with The Flash. And you could set yourself apart in a different way. I don't know, I just don't, I don't see, and I I didn't like him in BVS as The Flash, but I was like, well, maybe that was just some Bobo lo-fi, really bad special effects. And then when I see him in this, I was just like, God, I love that performance in something else. Yeah, it is, but it is a great performance. Yeah, and so maybe his ability. Like, one scene I really liked was when he did his super speed, like Batman, or Bruce Wayne throws the Batarang at him, and like, you can see on his face the like, recognition when he goes, oh shit, that's a Batarang. Yeah. And And he realizes who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that, and that is, and that is cool. I think that if I'm able to, like, it might be one of those cases where I'm with you, I want to like that. And, and, and if it is one of those cases where 30 minutes into the movie, I forget that I don't like Ezra Miller as the Flash and I just go with it, I could maybe enjoy it because it is a good performance. But I just don't think, I just don't understand the choice. But uh, the other characters look good that I saw. I, well, I mean, Aquaman. <laughs> what do you think of the Flash suit, though? Aquaman. Look, I don't really care about that, but I, I think okay. it looks a little too. It looks more Daredevil. Armory. It was yeah, it very. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, look, really it's see like it. An in, it's like an injustice type thing. To well, me, I can show you a picture. Okay. But, uh, uh, Aquaman looks good. They're going with the more rough cool. '90s version of him. I yeah, yeah. Love. yeah. I mean that actor. I mean, I don't mean to sound like every girl you ever talked to, but like Jason Momoa oh, is freaking Drogo, yeah. so awesome as Cal Drogo, yeah. and he's and he just looks equally awesome as this. Sure. Maybe not equally. Cal Drogo's epic, but he looks amazing as, as, oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. Aquaman. I mean, he was like the, it seems to me like he was like after Batfleck and, and Superman, like the first DC hero. They were like, no, 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 no. When we do Aquaman, that's who we're getting. Yeah, you know, yeah. it seems like they were, they oh, were it's tunnel vision on him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, you got Cyborg. Cyborg is cool. Who plays Cyborg? Him? Ray Fisher. Uh, okay. he's he What is he in? I'm not sure. Okay. I ain't Marty Allen, but it, I, he, I think he's a good pick, though. Like, I yeah. think it's a coincidence, a matter of just, just the general concept for the character, but he really, like, every time I get a glimpse of him, he, I just think of Deathlock from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, It's yeah. a very similar concept and look. He doesn't look as, like, the suit as bulky as I look. Like, I've got a cyborg figure up on my shelf, and it's like, it's very, it's like the other one. Oh, okay. the other one. But, like, um, it's like, just so towering. This one... It, it was hard to look to see a lot of it because it looks darker in kind of the I guess the lighting. You were really. I mean, this but, is no criticism of no you. I, I like this. You were very critical of DC stuff. I see. I have a DC like, in have general. A, yeah, I have a passion toward DC. So, like, I mean, I grew up on the anime series. I've, yeah, I have read more DC than Marvel. I, I'm so, seeing yeah, that yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. are really. Um, you know, intense on the details, and that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful thing because sure. Marvel Jordan's that way for Marvel. Yeah. That's the thing, right? right. Yeah, but, but exactly. it's really interesting to see because a sure. lot of people. Um, anyway, it's it's the, cool. No, yeah, it, yeah. The the one other note. Uh, this was just a YouTube comment I saw that I, I <laughs> made me laugh. I have two comments like that on some things from today, but one was that cyborg looks like an Nvidia graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> 
Um, Still, the the shot of him walking down the street before he has the suit. No, he looks. He looks perfect. That's Vic Stone right there. Um, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Who yeah. are we missing? We got Wonder Woman's great. Bad. We only great. have a few. No, because no, Superman's not in it. Yeah, they're not doing a seven. It's it's gonna and with Superman, it's still only six people. They're not doing seven, so it's only five heroes in this. Oh, dude, Superman's dead, bro. Well, got, what we'll you see. talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was. All the big, big movies, but cool. then we have Lego Batman, which yes. is really funny. I mean, we've had a trailer for this funny. before. This gives more of an idea of it being about him raising Robin, and, and or Dick Grayson, I assume, and him becoming Robin. You know, the first, the Lego movie is a, is one of the best uh, children's movies oh, of awesome. the past, like, five, six years. I, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things. I'm glad they're going Lego Batman instead of Lego Movie 2. Well, they are doing that. but uh, Are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually have two more Lego movies coming. There's, oh, really? It's actually, they have or, three more Lego movies I want to say... Phil Lord and Chris Miller aren't directing the sequel, but they're uh, producing. They're doing. Yeah. They're doing a Lego Ninjago movie, which has a really big cast. And it's probably going to be the most kiddie of them all, like a oh. total feature film. Yeah. Oh wow. They're doing uh, the Lego Movie Two, which will uh, pick up, you know, with Emmett and Wildstyle and all mm-hmm. of those characters. And then Jason Siegel is working on a Lego movie called The Billion Brick Race, uh, which there isn't a lot of details on that, okay. but it's another Lego movie in this. Uh, Universe? I don't know. Well, that's cool. I mean, I just was thinking about what a tough act Lego movie wants to follow. No, it is only because of the fact that it, it it's very meta. It yeah, has, it, it has the, the the frame narrative at the end sure. there, and because of that, and, and with the uh, the craggle, and because of that, you just it's going to be you know Lego Batman be perfect because it's such a different thing. You don't need to compete. But with Lego Movie 2, that's going to be a tough act to follow to try to give it some grounding in the real world and still service those characters. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It's a see. feat, man. These but, people uh, envy that job. Lego Batman looks solid. It yeah. looks funny. And that's what you want from a Lego Movie. And uh, the Batman-Robin dynamic will hopefully give it heart. Speaking of, I don't think we wrote this down, but did you see um, they're going to do a... Batman and Ninja Turtles crossover, like, animated? I don't know if it's yeah, a new doing... series or what. But... Yeah, it's it's... It seems like they're still on the table to continue the current one they did, because the trade is volume one. But they are doing, yes, a Batman the Animated Series crossed with the 80s Ninja Turtle miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the one that they had right recently was Batman TMNT, and it was the more serious versions of the characters, and this seems like a more fun, lighthearted version. It's kind of interesting. Um, Okay. There was a Batman and Harley Quinn movie Yes, that's going to be an animated movie. Um... And I believe Bruce Tim is still signed on to either write or produce. Um, there's not really any news other than it's happening, but and it'll be sometime next year. So, and that'll be pretty cool because I mean, it, again, like I'm all for more Harley Quinn solo stuff kind of thing where she's apart from Joker because that's how it is in the comics now. Yeah. She's really formed her own identity. We're getting a Harley Quinn live action movie uh, after Suicide Squad, or at least it's on the slot for now um, with other DC heroines. So. Um, that's really exciting. So I, yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of ways they could do this and make it work. So that's um, cool. that'll be sometime next year. Um, are, do we have any other, uh, even possibly positive DC subjects to talk about before we get to Killing Joke? We could do the TV shows real quick. TV shows. Let's good. do Killing Joke. <laughs> okay. Let's end on a positive note. I, yeah. I want to just say that I had no idea this was going on. And then I walk into the, uh, the, the room today and I hear... That the Killing Joke, which I was at every reason to believe was going to be amazing, uh, may too. not be so amazing. 
Well, uh, so yeah, basically what came out controversial. Is, and this is the DC animated, the Killing Joke, the R-rated right adaptation of, of the Alan Moore, Brian Bolin graphic novel. And before you even get to it, even Alan Moore over the years has been critical of the choices he made in that. Story. Right, he's ri- he's um, uh, like disown, disavowed. This it's story. a highly famous story that had obviously long-term implications. And but it did give story, us one of the best characters in the DC universe. But in not because Oracle. of original intent. Right. No, yeah, I mean, no, that, no. That was yeah, more yeah. It did lead to good things. Uh, You're right, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in and of itself... It, didn't, it, didn't, it, didn't, have a, it didn't have a horrible negative legacy. Yeah, but it, it, you know, there's a lot of criticism against it over the years, even though it's still considered one of the seminal works of the DC universe. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the story where Joker, to you know, prove that all it takes is one day to make a man go insane... Shoots Barbara Gordon in the spine, kidnaps Jim Gordon, tortures him, shows him photos of his daughter, you know, naked and bleeding. And, uh, you know, that's the story. And so Barbara Gordon becomes a plot point in a male story, which is the, you know, now the famous concept of fridging a female character. However, back then it wasn't nearly as often done or as egregious, at least yeah. at that point. I mean, it was still a mistreatment of a character, Certainly. but it, it hadn't become like a huge, huge trope. I mean, it was well, still well, certainly that, no, there in stories. No, no, I mean... It, you can say that, but you could also just say that... See, I think it becomes much worse when it becomes like... I don't know. I feel like it when it becomes done just for that purpose. I feel like... I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it, when it's when it's happening a lot in, in modern culture, I think there's, a, there's an effort that needs to be made to identify that and correct. Of course, correct. But when it's, you know, one story where this happens and, you know, you want to take this person who you know, has a father, has a couple father figures who want to protect her yeah. and you damage her, you know, irrevocably to make a point, you know, like that is something Joker might do. Yeah. But and well, so, yeah, no, but so I don't think it was done just for the purpose of no, I think the more egregious fridgings. I, sure, yeah, it's sure. not, but I, I think that's still even framing it in a pretty generous, the sure. story was about Batgirl way when it's not, she's just like sure. a victim of, of some, him trying to torture James Gordon. Okay. But but I agree with what you're saying. You know, it's, I didn't, it's, I mean, it was, it was more... a different time, and it was still probably a problemat- problematic story. But then you get to this new version, which they've said that you know the le- it's a 70 minute movie. The right. last 30 minutes are basically going to be an adaption because the Killing Joke is a short. It's, a, it's very novel. short. It's only 40 something pages. Yeah, uh, the, but the first half of it is going to be basically a new prologue that's going to establish mm. certain relationships. Mm. And, the relationship... and these are Elseworld tales. Yes, these are Elseworlds tales. Thank but, God. But what it's establishing is that Batgirl is basically hot for teacher and bangs Batman. God. And then he, like, gives her the snub basically right after, and she becomes, like, a, his jilted ex. And then the Joker stuff happens. And so it's it's further marginali- marginalizing and turning her into a weaker character as just, like, the jilted ex-lover. Of uh, yeah, and also you know another conquest, and 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 even like he's he, uh, it's just it's it's a bad decision. I think I, I just can't believe this got past their their well, their, their it, team. It's something that has happened before because people are bringing up Batman and Barbara Gordon have hooked up before, but the biggest example is Batman right. Beyond when they're re- they're old. really old. Yeah, I mean and also this and an age difference when you're old doesn't. Really this make is the killing joke. Yeah, this is of all the times to not do that. Like do that in that in that Batman one that the the gods and monsters, which is such an right, right, tale. exactly. Do that, that in do that in another story that serves the, the Batgirl character better. But don't do that in a classic story. My three takeaways yeah, yeah. on this story were, were it was three. Was my here were my okay, three yeah. things I thought. Right. Number one, 
Um, I thought, as a rule, when you have a classic story, 25, 30 years old, don't fuck up what makes it core. What's core to that story. Just don't do that. Yeah. Just just don't... Why do that? It's just a, it's just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, it's just a bad idea. Uh, I don't I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know where they got the idea to, ma- to do that. I don't know why they made that decision. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. And number three is... On the flip side, I do want to at least watch it and see if there's any way that it redeems or validates itself. It um, seems unlikely. Wow. But and then there was the, con- the a lot of this came out with the controversy at Comic Con where someone was you know calling. It was the panel for it, and Azarello was one of the writers. Oh God! And basically I hate when they were they were this. they were asking you know how is this not a betrayal of the character, something to that effect. Right. Right. And Azarello basically said, "You want to say that again to my face and call them a pussy." Yeah. Rich brought up the point that those are the sort of like heat of the moment things that I, I want to think I want to believe I love Azarello so much and he's done so much great work that's shown so much sympathy empathy and understanding of minorities of women of of people in difficult situations that I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that I bet you right after making that comment it sounded a whole lot funnier and cooler in his head and when it came out he probably realized wow I wish I could take that back because it did not. I mean, it's offensive. It marginalizes people. It's derogatory against women. I mean, it, it's just the it's the opposite of what that scenario needed yeah. to try to do some healing to a bad situation. And it's like it's just I, when I hear that, I feel for him because I've said some things. Now I haven't said that, but I've said <laughs> some things that I've regretted in the past and didn't mean. Right. And all well, of a sudden, after yeah. right, everyone does. It's human nature. And, and afterwards, I was like, wow, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't, you know, just gone there and. You know, I just, for his sake, I wish, I just wish it hadn't happened. Yeah. I bet you he wishes it hadn't happened. <laughs> I'm sure he does. But it makes it rough to be, I mean, I already, honestly, I was on the fence just because as exciting as it is to see, you know, Mark Hamill Hamill and Hamill Conroy, Conroy yeah. back, that's, it always is a treat. It is a problematic story it's and very... just, it sounds like they've made it more problematic. When you see that clip, because I, pu- I pulled it up, it's like a 12 second clip or nine second clip and it's like, it's, so it's like a gif in stop motion the way I saw it without sound. Batgirl straddling Batman. It's Batgirl straddling Batman. They're sort of like, you know, getting to it. And I'm thinking the camera's going to cut away. Nope. Her freaking top comes off. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to see Batgirl right. on her I don't want to see Batman on top of Batman. I don't like that part either. But once the clothes started coming off, it really hit yeah, home for me. At that point, I was just like, this is just... It's one of those things. You know it, especially... You hear about it, and it's like, that sounds inappropriate. But when you see it... It could go either way, and it went the wrong way. Yeah, when you time. see it, you know it's wrong. It's just big clearly time. wrong. Big time. Anyway, moving on to I don't know why they make these though, decisions. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, glad we didn't I'm, end up. Some there. of us will see this. Probably all of us. I'm going to definitely we'll, watch we'll, it. We'll, we'll have I'll a discussion it. about it, uh, yeah. maybe more in depth. Uh, but on the TV side, the Arrowverse lives, goes on strong. Yes, it uh, does. Arrowverse. And the Arrowverse now includes Supergirl. Supergirl. Arrowverse, yeah. uh, we got three trailers for those shows. No Supergirl trailer yet. Uh, it's uh, hasn't started production, I think, or it's still getting to it. I forget the exact details. Mm. But uh, we got trying to figure trailer. out how they're going to do it with that limited budget. All three trailers look pretty good. Um, more they're so than talking cool. about the trailers, just because they're a little spoilery, and Rich wasn't able to watch the Arrow one because it was the most spoilery. Uh, basically... The Arrow one kind of set up a new status quo. Bunch of new vigilantes on the show. Wild Dog, Artemis, uh, Mr. Terrific in some form. Yeah. He's kind of having to put together a new team after the events of season four. Um, 
Other characters are still around, but we'll see how those all develop. It's cool to see new characters. Um, I, the show could use some new lifeblood, I would say. As much as I enjoyed that show's been four, floundering for two seasons, man. I'm not saying it was bad in season three or four, but it's been floundering. Like it just hasn't had the highs of season two, and they've tried course correcting in different directions. Remember, like what was it? Was it season three or season four that was going to be the more lighthearted season? Season four, it, and I heard it wasn't. It lasted for a while, a, a little bit. By about the mid season, it yeah. went pretty dark again. Um, and that's fine. It's like Arrow's done really well at starting off in one place and then darkening right. and having oh, these big mega finales that it does. I did see something earlier that said that the flashbacks will end after season five. I I do want to bring this up. So Arrow season uh, since about season two, the flashbacks have been there to Ollie's five years on the right. island, and they've been terrible since season three. Oh yes, um, and basically it's like. I wonder what... Season 2 was perfect because it was... It tied directly it showed, into the conflict. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, I mean... Season three, 1 was learning Three kind stuff. of, but 4 was just... I, I'm like, what is going I, At on this here? point, my, my uh, takeaway is I wonder what crappy direct-to-DVD B-movie that would star, you know, Steven Seagal <laughs> or... Uh, oh, uh, Ivan Drago. I can't remember his real name all of a sudden. Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. And that's because, like, season four was, like, him on the island with a paramilitary thing, and there was yeah. like, a mystical idol. And this season, it looks like, at least this season, it looks like an underground Russian fight club. But tell me that doesn't sound like a movie oh, you'd see at Walmart. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, so the flashbacks are problematic. I'm glad they... Yeah, see, so I really thought... Them I really, see, I really thought, and I, I know you guys can't go into too much because it's really spoilery, but I really thought like they were going to use that flashback mechanism to have awesome like twists and reveals throughout. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God, look what he was through in year three mm. on the island. Look what he went through on year four on yeah. the island. And like, well, here's the thing he never told us, but oh my God, it, it fractured his psyche. And I'm sure they tried to do that, but I just thought that they had it planned. For like what they were going to do with that island, oh. and it sounds like they've been running by no, the seat they, of their pants the entire time. It's very much been a case of uh, fly by the seat. Of your I'll pants. give you an example. You know, in Lost, well, the, the creators of Lost said by like the second season or the third season, whichever one it is, where Sawyer and Kate are in the cages in the others' camp. Season three, yeah. In season three, at that very moment, the, the writers admit they had no idea where they were going. They were like, "Okay, we got our two characters. These two characters are in." Uh, are in cages, and we don't know what the fuck's coming next. <laughs> they admit this. Um, and when you watch that scene, you can tell. You can tell. They're in those cages for a while. Right. You can tell that show doesn't know its direction, and it, it regains it, thankfully, and then loses it and regains it and whatever. But the point is, you can really tell when something is like, it doesn't have the ring of planning to it. You know what I mean? And that, and, I, and I, I just can tell from what you're talking about with this, this paramilitary operations in a Russian fight club that that shit went off the rails, man. Well, it's the case of, like, in seasons one and two, he has those, like, Russian mob connections. I think you might have seen some of that, where he's, like, able to, like... T- he's got, like, Russian gangsters he has some Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, once in a while, he speaks yeah. Russian, and it's like... I have that's, seen that. That's something that back then was really interesting, but now yeah. it's like, we're in season five. He hasn't talked to those right. Russians in, like, three years. Right. Is anyone dying for his Russian year? I am not. No. Uh, but I will say, the villain for this season is Prodigy, which, depending that on the version cool. they go with... Tell, tell people what you told me about he's, the... He's uh, a hit-or-miss character in the books, but he's a character who has, like, this helmet that, like, lets him analyze fighting styles super and, like, strategery. take on any opponent. That fits for Arrow. Like, that sounds awesome. It, it seems like a good fit for Arrow. That sounds so we'll awesome. we'll see how I much love, they do. I love the idea of, like, you know, watching one of those dark Arrow fight scenes that there are so many of for so many years, but instead having, like, you see it computerized in Prodigy's head. 
immediately my brain went to that shot and how cool that would be. Yeah. And Arrow utilizing, because a big part of Arrow's thing is, I mean, he's obviously in great shape, but a big part of his thing is the Batman thing of surprising you from where he is and being in the shadows and you don't know where he's going to get you from. And then Prodigy could predict that. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah. Uh, Flash, meanwhile, is doing its big Flash point yep, with him changing the past in a major way. Really good call. I mean, really good a, call from the way you guys from the way you guys talked about season two versus season one. How season one just was a masterful start to finish, and season two had good parts, but wasn't nearly as good. No, I want to say not near. I mean, it's not a huge. It's still really good. It is still really solid, but yeah, it's not as good as season. And yeah. then this one looks like the kind of thing that if they pull it off right, could be interesting, compelling, and, and intense enough. Oh, yeah. to reach the highs of season one. And I mean, I, Flashpoint. What's your opinion of the Flashpoint comic? I really enjoy it. But, um, uh, I know it's. I like the idea, but I haven't read it yet. Dr. But Man- I like oh, yeah, Doctor Manhattan did it. I love Elseworlds tales. Like yeah, I yeah, like. Yeah. Especially, like, what I'm realizing is the books I got today were Injustice and Yeah, I've read a comic that Jordan hasn't. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> DC Bombshells, right? And these are both... You have the entire DC Universe play box, and you're the only person writing for it, so you get to do whatever you want. Yeah. And that's really cool. And that's something the shows do anyway, um, but as it's gotten more, you know, expanded, it's just cool that they can do something completely different and do whatever they want with this new version of the universe. Sure. Um, and so and seeing Cisco as this, like... Jerk, richest guy in Central City. That's pretty hilarious. Like, yeah, watching uh, them. All, I mean, it, it yeah. basically takes your cast and repurposes them brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but on a larger scale because they right. did this with the Earth Two trips last season. But this is a another new direction that is going to at least last for a few episodes. They've said so. Sure. Uh, and it's going to have apparently spirals out into the other shows in subtle ways. So we'll see how. And that you saw the little happens. clip of Reverse Flash saying. No idea about Reverse Flash. So. You, he's his enemy. What, there's, there's all right, that's all. To say all right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going big on the villains with the yeah, Legion, Legion of, Doom of Doom and the this Justice is smart, Society. This is a smart decision. This, this is, is what this show should be. It should yeah, be the big greatest hits. One. Should be no. It should be the greatest hits of the other shows. Yeah, which in a way it is. Like, that's take what all the, the Legion. Big bats. Yeah, yeah, very they're taking spectacle. Malcolm Merlin, Captain Cold, Damian Dark, and Reverse Flash. And making them a supervillain team that only the Legends and the Justice Society of America can team up to take down. And that concept sounds amazing. Yeah. It's like all of these great characters. But Legends of Tomorrow sounded amazing a year ago. You it know? had some problems. Right. This is hopefully going to be a course correction. You know, I like the line in the movie, and I haven't seen any Legends of Tomorrow, but I like that line at the very beginning where they said, uh, I'm just so glad we're not dealing with that timeline anymore. Or something like that. They say that. Yeah, the they trailer. say like the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much worrying about the timeline now. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to try and recenter what I hope for in this season. If the time travel's still crazy, it's going to bug me, but I'm hoping that the characters will work. Because Is, What's the guy's name that turned out to be an ass, but he looks so charismatic in the previews? Uh, Vandal... Oh, Damien... Vandal Savage? No, 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 no. The guy, the good this guy. New the one? leader of the good guy. Oh, team. Rip Hunter. Yeah. He looks so cool. He's really not, huh? Yeah. He has issues, but they, they humanized him pretty well. I'm hopeful. You know, the okay. thing is, I enjoyed watching Legends of Tomorrow. It's just, narratively, it had a lot of stumbles, so I'm hoping they can recenter this okay. season. All right. Uh, then lastly, we didn't get to see any of this, but uh, Powerless has gotten good reviews from oh. people that have seen the pilot. Cool. Uh, we don't get to see that until what is it? mid-season Powerless. It's the show about an insurance claims office in the DC Universe <laughs> and the staff workers that work there. Oh, it's a comedy. It's the, yeah. yeah, it's the half-hour comedy. It's a first, yeah. It's got Vanessa Hudgens, Alan Tudyk, Danny Pudi from Community. Uh, okay. So it's a pretty st- solid cast. Um, 
So that's all for I DC. I can't believe Danny Pudi's in it. That's cool. Yeah. That's all for that DC. That sounds like it's got the makings of your next new favorite show, Jordan. I'm hoping. Uh, moving from DC into... Let's let's do one of the really small ones. Gaming, really quick. Yeah. Because uh, this has a DC tie. We got some more news on Injustice 2, which added officially Wonder Woman and Blue Beetle as playable like characters. Blue Beetle's a cool character. So Wonder Woman we were expecting 100%. Wonder, yeah. She was kind of an expected she's, character. She's like character number three that should be in that game. Yeah. Um, some others that have been announced are Atrocitus. And uh, Dexstar, the Red Lantern cat, hangs out with him. Yeah. Awesome! So that's pretty neat. Um, Jordan, did you get a chance to read that Injustice trade you picked up last week? Oh, yeah, I, I'm done with it. That's why I got then, year two of it. It's not an easy, like, sorry, for people who haven't played the game. And if so. you haven't... I mean, yeah, it's, it's completely... So, for those who don't know, Injustice is set in an alternate universe where Superman has become a despot. He's taken over the planet. Yeah. And uh, in the game, you have, like, the mainline normal DC Universe characters uh-huh. come over from another universe to, like, help the resistance okay. against Superman. Okay, cool. That is going to pick up like crazy. I'm sorry, I want to look at the books. <laughs> I want to look at these fat-ass Injustice books you just picked up. Uh, in Injustice, How many are there now? Uh, well, there's going to be a total of ten okay, of these cool. smaller trades. It's a five-year event. Because right. uh, the game Injustice picks up five years after uh, what had happened was the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane and their unborn child and okay. nukes Metropolis. Okay. So Superman kills the Joker and his whole world philosophy changes to where it's like, okay. no, we need to take these threats out. Uh, the Justice League kind of splits down the middle on who supports him and who supports Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the game, it's just sort of like we pick up five years later. The comic, which was originally written by Tom Taylor, then right. Brian Nicoletta, and I think Taylor came back to finish it. I'm not sure on oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it's those five years. It's the okay. story of this DC universe as Superman slowly becomes a despot. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. The first year was fantastic. Really? Uh, Tom Taylor has a great handle on the characters. Um, the only problem was... Wonder Woman was a little weirdly written. Uh, she seems a bit too gung-ho on the whole let's become despots thing. Because Superman, mm-hmm. you get why. Because his you know, wife and yeah. unborn child, he murdered them accidentally. Sure, sure. Um, So his inward rage. Imagine. Uh, so that, but Wonder Woman seems a little too on board. Other than that, a lot of it's really strong. He, he writes a great Harley Quinn. Because uh, nice. obviously a lot of it is her dealing with the death of the Joker. Nice. Um... And he, again, he just gets to play with all the toys in the toy box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was worried with Unjust, Injustice 2, though, is, you know, the game obviously had its story all written, mm-hmm. and they're doing a sequel that continues the story right. after that. And so I was like, well, what's always the trick is if you have this tie-in comic, how faithful to it are you going to be? How much did they really work together in the past four years of him telling the story? Yeah. Well, they announced there is an Injustice 2 comic coming. Taylor's back on board to write it, which gives me faith that all of this is staying canon. Um, and that's really cool, just that they seem to be so integrating the game and the comic. Nice. Um, and just well, the, it's one of the greatest things to ever come out of a crossover. Yeah, it really is. Like, this could have been something that fell apart after a year after the game was out. But no, it's gone five years of, of in-universe stories. It's about 60 issues total. Yeah, yeah. So it's like its own crazy awesome event series on yeah, par with 52. Cool. Uh, cool. The game looks good. Uh, it was a really fun fighting game, and I'm going to, once I finish reading the comic, go back and play it, and then I'm excited for Injustice 2 next nice. year. Awesome. Also in gaming, uh, this is this was for me, Sonic Mania was announced. This is like right down your street. For the 25th uh, anniversary. As a lot of people probably know, Sonic the Hedgehog is my childhood game. Uh, I had a Genesis. Love for Sonic a lot of Hedgehog. people it was Mario or, or Zelda. Like for me, for you it was Sonic. Yeah, I mean, if you had a Genesis... Sonic was the man. I had uh, a, I, I played Sonic too, and I liked him, but not like Mario. So I understand. Well, that. I never played those games when yeah, I was young. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I've stuck by him. <laughs> you yeah. can't fault me. I've played a lot except, of the bad except Sonic games. Lost World. Well, yeah, 
It just didn't squeak it in while I had a Wii U. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, I thought they got it right with Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. I think a lot of people thought they got it right. And, and like, that's what I don't understand, is how they could have blown it again for two or three more games. I think they were that. trying to evolve it, but they went the wrong direction. They always go the wrong direction. But Sonic Mania is a game where they're taking, they're working with a bunch of... So, there, so there's, make it clear, like, there's, there's two. There's two titles. There's yeah. two titles, both of which are catnip for Jordan and people like Jordan. Yeah. Sonic Mania is a, it is a Genesis-looking game. It looks like it should be on a portable system, although it's not. It's a very modern, I mean, you can tell it was made more recently. It, it does look nicer. A little than bit nicer. The, hedge, the classic ones, a little more cool effects and things that they're doing. But it's basically Sonic the Hedgehog Almost 1 the or same 2. Art. Uh, recreated. They have a bunch of new zones. They have reimagined versions of classic zones. Fantastic music. It looks just like Green Hill Zone. A lot yeah. of it. Um, well, that's one of the zones. Yeah. yeah. Revisiting Green yeah. Hill Zone. Um, but it's just really cool that they are getting all of these famous retro developers who are people that make these types of games regularly to help them put this game together. It's coming out in the spring, and we only got a cinematic trailer for Projects, Sonic Project 2017. Which basically looks like Sonic Generations too. It's uh, a that was interesting to hear you say that because I had heard that it was the Sonic they, they put it the beginning of the trailer from the team that brought you Sonic uh, Colors and Sonic Generations. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that team also brought you every other game. But that, that's beside the point. Yeah, it's obvious they're emphasizing that those are the big inspirations for this game, and then it does, and then it shows you what in the trailer. Modern Sonic rushing towards some robots. He gets attacked and saved by classic Sonic. <laughs> they're teaming up again. It's meta. Classic uh, Sonic is the way to go. He comes to save the day when things are dark. And it even says it in the thing, in the darkest of days. There's something, uh, old Sonic will save you, or something to that effect. Join the yeah. resistance. Yeah, it's like... So it's definitely going the darker, more narrative-driven story that a lot of people don't like about it, but I've always enjoyed it, so... Those are both games that I told really them cool I hope there's a princess in it, so that Sonic can hook up with the princess again. And it can be really gross. Yeah, we... <laughs> there was a new Paper Mario news. Yeah, so there's a 15-minute uh, uh, trailer. I haven't watched it yet. I just can't get over... The more I read about Paper Mario... Like, okay, now first of all, I just got a Wii U recently, and I'm really, really, really excited that there's a new Paper Mario game coming to it, right? Ten, Thousand Year Door is maybe the best RPG Mario I've ever played. Paper Mario games are amazing. This one is a lot like Sticker Star, and I don't get it. There's nothing I like less than when I'm attacking in an RPG, having limited attacks... I want to just be able to select whatever attack I want to select, like a regular RPG. Why do these games insist upon giving me, like, like items to attack with? Like, why do games think that's fun? It's not fun. All people do is hoard the good items, never use them so they don't do the cool shit in battle. Let's face it, that's what people do. And it's like, because usually in those games you can level up enough that you're powerful enough that smaller attacks will generally take out the bad guys. Especially when, when it's people like us playing these games. You don't need to use the big cool stuff. But then you end up playing the game with none of the cool shit. It just it just bugs me. The graphically though, it's gorgeous. It looks really pretty. It looks really like it brings in all kinds of like crazy shit. It looks like a real like kind of like the climax or like the ultimate expression of the fact that Wii U finally brings Nintendo-ness to HD. You know, and it's like it's like they're they like, yes, we can finally do HD. Let's bring the kitchen sink into this game. And it looks like it's visually going to be gorgeous, going to be a ton of fun. I just don't like the choices they're making. And neither does anyone on the internet. Yeah. So so we'll see with that one. Um, yeah, that was my takeaway. I just, I didn't like Sticker Star. So I wasn't excited for Color Jam. Color Splash. Color Splash. Paper Jam was the Mario and Luigi. And that I am enjoying, yeah. even though the reading reviews are not awesome. Uh, 
The NES Classic was announced. Yeah, this was announced a little before uh, Comic Con, just before, and this has thirty games. Thirty. It's it's basically the size of almost the size of like a like two smartphones stacked on top of each other. It's tiny, fits in your palm. It's a little Nintendo console. It looks like an NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System, but it's it 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 doesn't have a flop a flap that flips up or any of that. It's just there to look cute. And you can plug in, and the ports on the front. You plug in two controllers, and the ports are the same as. Uh, the bottom of a Wii U, of a Wiimote, you know, where you plug in peripherals, like you plug in either the nunchuck, or you plug in the classic, uh, classic controller. controller, or you plug in, um, uh, there's a couple of little things, little yeah. weird peripherals, but, so, so basically, there's going to be little Nintendo game pads that you can buy separately, but also it comes with, I think, one, maybe, no, maybe two, and they have little, those like those little ends on them that can plug into the bottom of a Wiimote controller. Well, obviously that means there's synergy between Wiimotes and this system in that way. So you can actually take these little NES-like like controllers, those little square things, and bring them over to your Wii and play Virtual Console stuff with them. Or you can take Virtual Console controllers like the controller Pro and bring it to that system and play it. So there's a little interchangeability there. There's 30 games. They're all like the most classic games that are on NES, but they're preloaded. It's like those Atari systems, 31 and 1 and all that. that yeah, from see. like a decade ago, they were really big where you could go and get a joystick full of games. It's just like that, except it's a little bit more interesting, a little cooler, a little prettier, a little more Nintendo, let's yeah, face I mean, it. A little more bang for your buck. You're getting some Nintendo classics. Yeah, there. exactly. Uh, and Nintendo classics are, you know, each one of them is, is you know, a 10-hour fun experience. I mean, think about it. You're getting the two Zeldas. You're getting Mario 1, 2, and 3. I mean, you're, you're getting all the best stuff. A lot of, like, the, the Punch-Out with Mr. Dream, not Mike Tyson. But, I mean, just lots and lots and lots. All the best uh, NES games are all the most classic NES games in one package. I think it's like 60 80 bucks. It's a great deal. Yeah. But anyway, um, people are really excited about it. Uh, but it's never updatable. It doesn't connect to the internet and has no ports of any kind. So there will never be more games added to it. Yeah. It is what it is. And then finally, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance HD Collection. It should be called the freaking Scrooge McDuck Collection. <laughs> A little bit. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2 are two of the big uh, Marvel Universe uh, Diablo-style, like, third over-the-top, or... Uh, or Bird's eye view fighting game type games that came back out. in the day, like I around the Halo them. Two days. I and remember them. You, they were great. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, the yeah. first one, and it was one of the better co-op games ever. It was because you're like, uh, like I haven't played video games in a while, so I'm not really able to anymore. But that one I remember because it was one where you could be playing by yourself, but like your teammates would actually help you do so. You know, where uh-huh. it, like it annoyed me. That was annoying me the most about other games where like. Why are they? I'm not even on a team. They're doing nothing yep. right here. Yeah, yeah they helped. True. Your friends could jump in. Yes. They could jump out. Yeah, it was just great couch co-op fun. Um, Ultimate Alliance Two was a little. It, 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 it changed the formula a little. It was too a different much. developer too. Yeah, and that really, it, it really, it felt like it. You yeah, know? but this is bringing them into the modern systems, bringing you know new lobbies, a new interest in them, and you know they are still hopefully fun games. I'd like to go back to them, but uh, the problem on this one is they're retailing pretty high, so I would hope there's a lot to them. It's a Forty for one of them, sixty for the pair. And retro remakes, like that's a lot. Re- when Resident that Evil is. Five and Four are coming out at twenty bucks a pop, forty dollars seems like a lot. And these games, if they don't have any kind of overhaul of the mechanics, I actually went back about a year or two ago to Ultimate Alliance and tried to play it and Part Two, and they didn't age super well. 
there's a little something missing when compared to modern games. Um, and I just hope they punch them up a little bit. If they punch them up and make the mechanics a little tighter, make the punching feel a little better in addition to the HD upgrade, it might be, it's still not going to be worth it. But it'll be nice to at least have faster loading times, because I was with you when oh. we played the first one. Those load oh. times are pretty tough to sit through uh, oh. these days. Yeah. But, uh, so that's all on gaming. We'll take a look at all of the others now, the other films and TV okay. that were announced. While you uh, cue those up, i got to get another Coke. Anybody need a drink? Uh, I would I would be appreciative okay. if that's cool. Uh, anyway, the first film we're talking about, uh, since this is one Rich isn't super interested in it, uh, Power Rangers had some more reveals yeah. for it. Uh, My relationship with this, it's <laughs> been like, okay, it, it, like I was trying to sum this up, it was like, when it was first announced, I was like, okay, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, okay, they're making a Power Rangers movie, they probably are going to go, you know, grittier and all that. Then they really, as the reader of Pulsa, it was the first image to come out. And I was like, okay, that was cool. Because, I mean, I knew they couldn't do reader of Pulsa exactly like, you know, um, she looks in the original series. Then they showed, their, they unveiled the Rangers costumes. And I was like, Exo Manowar meets Iron Man. Like, what, you know, I mean, it was just so weird. And then, the then Brian Cranston came in. I'm like, yay. And then new stuff comes out. And I'm just like, ugh. Brian Cranston's like, comparing... Comparing the show to the movie is like comparing Batman 66 Six to, to the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm just like, come on. No. And the, the stuff we saw wasn't super exciting. The helmet lift. Yeah. Like, the visors. It just looks weird. And they look like beetle, beetleborgs like, a bit. The I mean, power coins are like hunks of crystal. The Dude, female the, 80, the 80s and 90s references are flying in here. The, <laughs> okay, the female rangers, I, like, the emphasis on the boobs is so weird. No, they're terrible. Like, they have wedges in there. Oh my gosh. Like wedge boots. Oh my And they have gosh. boob cups for yeah. their breasts. Um, just, it just looks. It, it is unnecessarily. We need. The, we need to make sure these. And it's funny because a whole thing with the Power Rangers costumes is how non-gendered they can oh, be. Oh, exactly. To the point that the Yellow Ranger in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a guy in Japan. That's why only the Pink Ranger has a skirt. Granted, the Pink Ranger has a skirt, right. but it wasn't so egregious as this looks. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I don't care. I've, I've realized, I've come to terms with it. I'm, I'm at the point, I think, where I'm not, I don't yeah. really want to waste time getting worried over, like, these yeah, reboots. because it's... Um, I mean, you can get pissed as you want, it's still going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what it's going to be. It doesn't ruin your time, because you still have the original right. series. Exactly. You all these. And you still watch them a lot. Yeah, and it, it helps that within about a week of this movie coming out, Power Rangers Ninja Steel is going to premiere and be everything I love about the franchise. And as I've said before, the Boom Studios comic is still going really strong. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think it's the TMNT effect with Power Rangers, where it never really went to watch Brandon Fletcher. Fletcher. <laughs> Brandon Fraser is writing a Power Rangers comic. Yeah. Uh, what it, is he doing? Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, he, it's that TMNT effect. TMNT and Power Rangers have both never really gone away. And there's so many versions of them at this point that if you don't like a version, then you go just to, go to a different, different version. Yeah. Speaking of a different version, uh, Voltron uh, was, a, was a big event at the uh, Comic-Con. Uh, they, had a, they had a panel, and they announced that um, the second season will actually be coming this year. Yeah, which is exciting. I, they've been doing this with a few shows where they're they're splitting them, either they're splitting them or they're doing quicker production schedules to have like first half like in the first six months of the year, second half in the second six months, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, it, it's like a it's a it's obviously not episodic, but it's a break in the binge model of just like throw everything at once and create a bit more of a conversation because that's the problem with seasons on Netflix, right? You get an explosion of a month of talking about it, and then it's just like. 
fades back down. If you get a month. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's really... With the because there's they're always new out. stuff coming out. Yeah, now always. they're up to, like, they have two shows a week sometimes. I mean, people are still trying to talk about Orange is the New Black and all the controversial issues surrounding that, and all of a sudden, boom, Stranger Things. You know, boom, <laughs> five other shows. Boom, BoJack Horseman just right. dropped its yeah. third season. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but then we've got... Water cu- coolers everywhere are leaking. Mm. We've got a couple of trailers. of spring water. Yeah. That was poetic. Go ahead. Got- <laughs> I feel like you need to call it this. You've got Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. I mean... It is so Guy Ritchie. It's ridiculous. When that thing started, I looked at it, I was like, what am I watching? And it's literally like the Sherlock Holmes version of the King Arthur Oh, the slow-mo was all there. The slow-mo was there. You see King Arthur and his boys, like, counting coin and running scams. They're they're straight-up British hustlers, except in the times of King Arthur. Right, right. I mean, straight-up. There's not really much to they're say. They're hoodlums. Yeah. But they're in King Arthur's court, yo. <laughs> no, I mean, there's really not much to say about this one other than if you love Guy Ritchie, you're going to love this. I mean, it's going to be a super entertaining. Like, it also reminded yeah. me of Kingsman a bit. You know, yeah, all those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, things. It's yeah. also got a lot more spectacle than you usually see in a, I, in a Guy Ritchie movie. There were, like, giant that's true, monsters yeah, yeah. and, you know, the sword, obviously. There's going to be magic. Well, you've got to do stuff with the mythos. Of yeah. Certainly. I don't remember when I heard this, but I did hear some film critic somewhere. It might have been the dude on IGN, Fowler, talking about just being super upset that Guy Ritchie was going to make a King Arthur movie and then it got scrapped. Because I think at one point this was going to be made and then it got dropped. And now it's back. And this is the first I'd heard that it was even back. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't no, know I that. didn't know. But it's, that's really, ex- excuse me, exciting. For a lot of people, like, they're dying to see Guy Ritchie's take on this. Yeah. It wasn't, so, it wasn't on my bucket list or whatever, it. but that's cool. I let, I think, Jordan, you said earlier, like, if he did Assassin's Creed, that, that really would be perfect. Yeah, this trailer made me yeah. kind of want to see him, his take on it because... What I like about Assassin's Creed is the characters more than the mythos. Yeah, yeah. Well, that they're that they're almost, you know, they have some modern sensibilities in that, or at least the way that we look into actual characters with depth nowadays, but juxtaposed against the settings of the past. Yeah, is what ju- Assassin's Creed does really well, right? Anyway, excuse me. Uh, so. After that, we have the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them new trailer. Which struck me. There was two things that struck me as we were going through the YouTube list. Because all these trailers premiered at a similar time. Sure. I mean, there's a day or two off on them. But as far as views, the Marvel stuff had a lot of views. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere around 700,000, 800,000. Same thing with Suicide Squad and all that stuff. Um, the Sonic trailers had more than those. It had okay. 975,000. That was pretty crazy, yeah. And then Fantastic Beasts had double what anything else had. I'm not That's surprised. That's how much more popular it is than anything else. See, and that I'm not surprised I by was. because, I mean, having grown up in the generation of Harry Potter fans, I mean, it was like, the Harry Potter fandom is devout. True insanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like, I was always, I mean, I always enjoyed Harry Potter. I was kind of, I had to be that guy who was like, because all my friends were into it, and everyone was at, like, I was like, oh, it's too mainstream. I can't be as obsessed as everyone else. And I was like Star Wars and all that before it got mainstream again. Sure, sure. And so, um, but no, I mean, the fan base for Harry Potter in that universe is just like, they go to all the midnight release book sales. They dress up. They know trivia. They yeah. they ask each other what house they're in, you know, because they do Potter more. I mean, it is a, so, I mean, the fact that, when they announced a spinoff movie, I knew it was going to be a huge deal. And, and it was cool in this one because the first teaser really didn't have much. This one, I like seeing the old, the classic Harry Potter music in there. Granted, it's a totally different story and it's set many years before Harry ever enters the picture. Um, it's not really directly tied to his story really at all. It's more just another tale within the universe. Um, so I figured it would get a massive response. But it was a good trailer, though. I don't know how you guys thought. 
I'm I'm still kind of skeptical because uh-huh. a lot of the like promotional buzz has been pretty negative. Not of the movie, okay. but of J.K. Rowling trying to create stuff outside of the U.K. Uh, She's gotten okay. a lot of criticism for her takes on American history. Hmm. Um, the nomad term is really stupid to me. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. It's like, I guess it's a way to make it American, but Muggle just is iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. I think the movie looks really fun, though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. definitely going to see it. Right. Uh, Eddie Redmayne looks like a, a very interesting character. This is maybe my favorite role for him right, like, yeah, that I've yeah, seen yeah. him in. I think he's perfect in this. A lot of those sure. romantic leads, I just don't love him in as he's much. A, yeah, it's a little too over the top. It, it's a little creepy for yeah, me. Yeah. I don't like I don't like him in those as he's much. Got as, a, he's got a quality about him. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting. A little bit um, like Jake Gyllenhaal like, in his early days. Mm-hmm. For me. But anyway, or Tobey Maguire, a little bit. But different, too. Anyway, it's hard to, it's okay. hard to put my yeah. finger on it. Okay. But here's what I want to say about that movie. I really wish that the whole conflict didn't center around his creatures getting loose. And I really hope that's not what it's all about. Because if I, I have really to watch a movie, because if I have to watch a movie where a dude is walking up with a suitcase full of trouble, and then I have to watch him fuck up <laughs> and let loose that trouble, and then watch him clean it up for two hours, it's going to bum me out a little bit. I'll say I'd this. much rather there be like a real enemy, a real opposition, a real something that isn't his fuck up. Uh, I w- what I would say is, yes, that's probably this movie, but it is the start of a trilogy, so I'm sure there's yeah, going to be hints yeah, of bigger conflicts, if not. That's a good point. I, I hope so. As, as long as these little creatures take us around to explore other shit that's like a real issue and a real threat, that's going to be interesting to me. But I don't want to watch the dude just like let loose some shit and then clean it up. It's like, why don't I watch a guy take a bucket of paint, spill it on the ground, and then mop it up? It's like, dude, I don't want to watch that. Um, That's a little extreme, yeah. but a little extreme. <laughs> but hopefully it'll be a. Fun but no, time. the movie looks really yeah. good. You know, what I really like his his sidekick, Dan Fogler. I was gonna say he looks so cool in it. He just looks fun. There's a sense I want to hang like, out yeah. with him. He just seems like flabbergasted, but in complete wonder and and just like rolling with it. Yes, it, it seems like a fun part. So. I really want to kick it with that dude, and the girl looks great in it too. Uh, so does Colin Farrell. You yeah, everyone whole does. Everyone Honestly, looks everyone solid. looks solid in that. I think it's going to be a lot better than, than even people expect. But, uh, I mean, it's J.K. Rowling. I read all of her mystery novels. Like, that's how much I love her writing. I, I love mystery in any way, but... Then lastly, we got the trailer for the second entry in the giant monster movie cinematic universe with Kong, <laughs> Kong. Skull Island. It's too bad I don't... Yeah. I, it looks good. Oh. It does look good. This is the other one. I, I mentioned Cyborg. Why they didn't do like a, just another King Kong remake? That yeah. yeah. They're modernizing it, which yeah. they have to if he's going to fight Godzilla. Sure. sure. But the, the, this is where I, t- I talked about earlier the YouTube comment about Cyborg looking like an NVIDIA graphics card. Uh, this one, one, Gizmodo described it as King Kong looks like the apocalypse now of giant monster movies. Yeah. And that's a pretty accurate. Like this look, it's, there's like the shots and the sun and the blackness and just. It, it, it's a very oppressive feeling trailer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, he looks even bigger than he does uh, as he had in past cards. He yeah. has to be. Though. I mean, I know he has to be. Like, I mean, it's I'm not, it's not, that's not a criticism. I'm just no, saying yeah. it was just like, he looks more like in in the Jackson version, he looks like a sort of like Hulk, pretty much, the next, standing next to... Um, What's the actress' name? I'm trying to blank, but um, but yeah, well, just the humans in general. Here, like his head is alone is just massive, massive. But yeah, I mean, 
you know, in, in the classic movies, his hand is big enough to fit around a human. Yeah, yeah, In this yeah. movie, it's big enough to grab a helicopter. Yeah, very much And, so. you know, if he's going to fight Godzilla, because you traditionally, people love to bring that fight up, but it's sure. like, traditionally, Godzilla is way bigger than King Kong. Sure, like, sure. Like, Godzilla is the size of the Empire State Building. King Kong sure. had to climb it. Sure. So if you want them to fight, you've got to give King Kong an upgrade. Um, but just the idea of this... What it really looks like is, like, this is Monster Island more than anything. Because there's, like, the shot yeah, of the yeah, giant yeah. spider. There's a bunch of bones and things. This I mean, that's like, cool. Like, yeah, it seems like King Kong comes from Monster Island, which yeah, is a Godzilla yeah, yeah, yeah. concept. So that's really neat. I, I mean, I like all of that stuff. I especially think that Hiddleston... Is that his name, Hiddleston? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. He really... Hiddleston. Uh, I was going to get to that. <laughs> Stealing my thunder. Um, but, yeah, he... Um, Hiddleston is really coming comes into his own yeah, as yeah. A, as a as a major like front star. I mean, obviously he was killer. I loved him team. in Crimson Peak last year. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. I liked it. What is that about? It's a Del Toro gothic romance movie. A lot, so a lot of people didn't like it because I mean, it's not a horror movie. It's more like, but and it's I mean, there's nothing terribly surprising at it, but. I really enjoyed that movie, and he was he and Jessica Chastain both gave fantastic performances. He was also the lead, and I've seen this trailer a lot recently. But he was also the lead in um, the Hank Williams biopic. Oh yeah, which was yeah. basically let's remake Walk the Line with a different <laughs> with musician. a different musician. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to say though that I think um, I think it I think it looks. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry, I lost track of my train of thought. Oh, yeah, uh, what, what was it? Uh, bring me back, bring me back. Kong, Hiddleston. Yeah, 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 Hiddleston. Uh, I think it's cool that he comes into his own as a star in this. It is, yeah. And, exactly. and I think that I just cannot believe that Hiddleston is a thing. <laughs> I cannot believe. I was just thinking to myself, because the other day I was at work, where I spent a lot of time, unfortunately, and um, they were playing uh, that Romeo and Juliet love story song by Taylor Swift, which I, I, I mean, I have a sweet spot for it. I, th- I like it, mm-hmm. uh, as, as terrible as it is. Right, right. And um, <laughs> it's good songwriting yeah. from a poppy perspective. But um, I was thinking to myself, hmm, you know, I haven't heard a story about Taylor Swift hooking up with, like, the 18th celebrity in a while. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, bam, yep. I walked by the, the tabloids today or two days ago, and it's Hiddle Swift. Yep, and she was the music producer guy for a while. I can't oh remember his name. Yeah, I know. I guess that album is coming out soon about their breakup. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. The, it's so ridiculous. That's the thing. She can't find if she finds someone who's a serious relationship, then she's out of. Ah, that won't story. work. Yeah, yeah. That just won't. That won't do. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you this: Hiddleston. It says on the tabloids is ready to propose. Dude, he's falling hard. Uh-oh. So he's already supposedly popped the question and everything, man. Uh-oh. So Hiddle Swift might be forever. Psych! Well, here's hoping. Yeah, know. I mean, I hope they both find happiness, especially Hiddleston, because he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also in this film, we've got Sam Jackson, John Goodman playing Lucinda yeah. Moore. So much like Jurassic Park. <sighs> Wait, I is cannot it? remember me for the life of me. Ritual, I guess, look it up. Okay. Um, but is it Andy? Isn't Andy Circus directing something? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, he is all about that. We also we also got Brie Larson in this one uh, in her first action movie. Yeah, we, we don't get to see a lot of her in action in the trailer, but hopefully she'll get more to do. Yeah, it's so uh, much of her. There might there might be another news story about Brie Larson later on, but uh, it's possible. It's entirely there have been some rumors feasible. lately. Uh, so those were the big. Okay, no, it's some some guy. Some guy. <laughs> some guy. Jordan. Well, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Some. Dude. Anyway, uh, now we have other TV. Which are, again, show, TV shows that aren't Marvel or DC, because those were the big focuses. Uh, this is one that is completely 
you guys, because I don't watch this show, but uh, we got this Sherlock Season 4 trailer. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I've only seen the first two seasons okay. and then the, the beginning of Season 3. I've seen all three. Um, and, I, and I like it. I don't like it as much as I liked the first two seasons of Elementary, believe it or not. Um, I like it though. Uh, I think it's I think it's really excellent. I especially like certain episodes. Like it's hit or miss for me, but See, it's, I, it's a brilliant show. Well, like I, I think from this trailer, it looks. We were talking about sort of the format of the show. Jordan was asking. I mean, you know, it's only three episodes and they're ninety minutes each. And he was asking how episodic it is, or they just do an arc over there. And so in the earlier seasons, because they were basing it off more on the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And so it really was more episodic then. I mean, you had, you know, Moriarty as the central villain um, that, well, he didn't actually show up till episode three of season one. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but yeah, I mean, they were more self-contained, like, you know, big long movies, you know, in each season, Um, you know, and they adapted how to the Baskervilles in, I think that was either season one or two. I can't remember. Might've been season one. I can't remember. Um, and so they had that format for a while. Season three was a little more, um, had an overarching arc to it because this is when Sherlock comes back, you know, after the dead, kind of, you know, there's the return, adapting the return. I mean, I, yeah, that, and that was um, really clever. Um, oh yeah, sure. That whole, how did he do it and all right, that kind right. of stuff. And, and it does harken back. I mean, I'm a huge, my, you know, my passion for British mysteries and especially Sherlock Holmes and, yeah, and Agatha yeah. Christie is, is, is well documented. Sure. But I just... I, you know, so I love all of those stories, and Reichenbach Falls is just one of the, the classic stories, right? Sure, sure, um, sure. And and it's really interesting the way he comes back in this, and and the story of how he pulled it off. It's a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. It stretches credulity a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, interesting, yeah. you know. And supposedly the entire like country of the UK, yeah, yeah, was yeah. riveted and and conjecturing all summer about how it right, might have happened, right. and I don't know that, that show really has the, the the is in the zeitgeist. Sure. There. And this season we've got Toby Jones as the, the main villain, which I, love I really like. I, love, I, love I like him in uh, Wayward, Wayward Pines. Yeah, he's good in that. He is I mean, really he's good in Captain America too. So yeah, yeah. so be, so season four is finally happening. No, it's, it's going to be good. Man, the wait is on though. That thing just never comes out. No, they're all not. They're not busy with movies. We well, that's talk the thing. About yeah, but uh, so. The Vampire Diaries is ending after its upcoming eighth season. Wow, that's a lot of seasons. Uh, oh, that's a long run. Hey, Vampire Diaries that is a long no, time to drag out. I can't talk. I've That is a long time to drag out a three-person love triangle. Yeah. Well, she's not even on the show anymore, so... All right, all right, all right. I've I never watched Vampire you Diaries. You are not going to watch The Vampire I am, Diaries. I am, even I am, if you are, it's such a minor thing to know that she's just not on the show okay, anymore. Okay, all right. I am... I am Rich's insane it. spoiler thing is coming up again. Uh, it's funny how that only applies to TV and movies, though. You don't care what it's com- comics. Uh, only because it would be impossible, and comics are so retconnable. But like, but like even an indie comic that you can read, like you don't. No, care I do care. The... I do care. Like if you told really? me what happened, okay. is, if you told me like the twist at the end of Southern Bastards, I'd flip. Okay. Uh, Believe got... me. Okay. So that's ending. Uh, I think the the originals is still going though. So the universe isn't done. Uh, we got really past season eight. Originals is going to kick it, huh? Original's gonna keep kicking out. I mean, they haven't said it's ending. Oh. It's only in its fourth season, I think. Right. That's still a lot, but... You're a big Vampire Diaries fan, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just looking at Kevin giving him shit. Uh, <laughs> so, The Walking Dead... <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> the walking, incredulity. The Walking Dead had its seventh season or seventh season trailer, uh, and none of us are caught up on The Walking Dead, I don't think. Well, nope. I've, I've watched it all, but I'm kind of done after... Really? Because you know about You watched it all. Yeah, but you know about the... End of season six. Yeah, like, just just that. that pissed. So it yeah, pissed season... me off. And why did it piss you off? 
Because they don't, they're not going to tell who did after building up that long, and then it was a pretty sloppy season in general anyway. Oh, I see. And uh, the idea of it going on forever is just like, I can't watch this forever. It's <laughs> well, season seven's trailer is interesting, because as Kevin alluded to, season six ended with Negan about to beat someone to death with a baseball bat, and they're going to all these crazy lengths to keep it secret. They've shot 11 endings. Uh, they have all of the like promo images of everyone. Uh, that just wasn't this really... This trailer has none of those characters in it. Eleven characters are absent from this scene. That's like, how did they do it? It was just so unnecessary because even if you end the episode with him killing, let's say, Glenn or someone, you know, you, that's still a pretty shocking cliffhanger right there. You see them, they're bloody face, they're dead, you cut to black. But not showing it, that's just like... After building it up for so long, that's okay. just... You're a viewer of it, so I can't really argue yeah. authentically. I will say this. Anecdotally, walking around my office, mm-hmm. where everybody's two favorite shows or three favorite shows are uh-huh. Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, right. and Power uh-huh. on Stars. Yeah. All I heard about for two weeks was, who do you think it was? Who do you think it was? Who do you think it was that Negan killed? Mm. Who was it? Who's dead? And then I think it was this person because of that. And I heard this because of that. And I think it was... I mean, it was on and on. Boy, does it. you got to remember, not everyone is as invested or knows as much. For a lot of people, it's just that show they watch on Sunday. Right. This is what the ending was for. Yeah. I mean, again, I haven't seen it yet. I don't, and I, I don't care about the one that I'm watching. Right. It so I mean, I think what you're saying is fully valid, and I might have been pissed too. Probably, but I'm just saying for the for the majority. It was just of people. kind of the icing on the cake for me because I was already considering giving out just because the idea of it continuing forever and yeah. there's no end goal. Yeah. It's different when you do that in comics versus TV. With TV, you really need an end goal because, like, I agree. I would be my last example earlier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just I don't know. I can't watch talk about nothing for that long, you know, and and expect to have dramatic weight to it. I agree. I think there are arcs to be done. Uh, like the comic has had dips and highs and lows yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, so sure, sure. I think it's in a really good place right now at the end of the third compendium. So I'm excited to get back to it in three years. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think only two at this point. But yeah. whatever. Uh, so that's The Walking Dead. Um, we have the Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. I want to say this. So this is an interesting thing that was going on on the floor. It sounds really cool, and then you see the video, and it doesn't look as cool as it sounds. But mm-hmm. what it was was so the Exorcist TV show is coming out, which I'm not really going to probably watch. I'm not really that into the whole exorcism concept. However, there was this big skit that they pulled off. I think multiple times on the con floor. So this one girl. Girl, cosplay, uh, girl, uh, not cosplay, but just like a random con goer, so just jumps out into the middle of the floor. It's, a, it's like a flash promotion, like a flash mob. She jumps out into the middle of the floor. She goes, "Oh no, what's happening to him? What's going on?" And then her friend is like, you know, he's dressed like a normal con goer, but he's like a contortionist. Mm-hmm. So he starts like wrapping his arm around his back of his head, and flipping out yeah, and yeah. dragging on the ground, and okay. doing spins and pretending he's possessed and going rah rah, and then all of a sudden. Um, this priest runs over in priest garb and says, the power of the Lord compels you! The power of the Lord compels you! And she's like, what's happening? And he's like, on the floor. And it's like, and supposedly they pulled this off multiple times. And then like this big crowd forms around it. And he's like, power of the Lord compels you! Over and over and over again. But it, it sounds like I don't know. Maybe it doesn't sound cool, but it, it sounds at That's least like cool. it, it, it sounds, sounds like, like it could be neat. It sounds yeah, like it could be yeah. neat, but when you see it, it's a little corny. <laughs> well, it's sure. a little corny. Um, I but mean, I you mean, get it's performers a, for that, not like top. You don't have the actors from the show, right? No, around. no. This dude who was the priest, I was just like, dude, man, you just said the power of the Lord compels you eighteen thousand <laughs> times. I mean, it was. 
Anyway, it was, it was interesting. That's it was cool. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It was, and then by the end, like he's lay, the guy's laying on the ground, and you th- and like he, and then like they're like, "Is he okay?" And he goes and jumps up and scares her again, and then he falls down, and at the end, he's like, the, "He goes." She goes, "Is he okay now?" And he goes, "He'll never be okay." And she's like, "Oh no!" And then the guy like gets up, and he's like, "What happened? What happened?" And the two of them walk off, you know. And then the priest is just like dusting himself off and walks off, and that's the end of the right. Exorcist flash ad. The pilot's getting meh reviews. Wow. So, there's that. Uh, there were a bunch of pilots that got viewed screened this weekend, and there were reviews, but we didn't see them, so it didn't really feel worth bringing up like, sure. some of them. Sure, but Anyway, the next show, Bates Motel, is going into its final season. Oh, it is going to be the final? So this is going to be the bridge to, it is. to Psycho? It's br- the bridge to Psycho, and they are bringing in the you know famous shower victim, Marion Crane, to the show this season. That's played by Rihanna. Yeah. I thought the whole idea is that she's not really in his life. She just shows up at the hotel. Well, who knows how they're going to do it. That show has they could done do its it own separate. thing yeah. for four years. So it so. isn't really bridging... Oh, wait, wait. What I mean is, it's not bridging to the movie. It's bridging to its own version of it's the It's basically, yeah, it's going to yeah. do its own version of the oh, cool. as the ending. Okay, I like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that show is one of those shows. I'd say there's about 10 or 15 shows on the list of shows that I wish I was watching. Mm-hmm. But I haven't. I've Same. seen the first season and really enjoyed it. I remember yeah, you I, liking it. So I'm sure I would enjoy it. One yeah. lazy afternoon, I remember you just like did it. It was yeah. It was I think two Halloweens ago because yeah. I was just like I was in the mood for it. Yeah. Uh, I need to get to it, but we'll see. One day. One day. How I'll many are it. there? Four or five? Uh, five total. There will be five. Or there there will be five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I think these are the last. No, Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, can now actually mm-hmm. reference Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. Yes, nice. That's because awesome. what the rights were worth. <laughs> there were out. rights issues. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, the original actress who played his sister in the first movie will be reprising the role this season. So those are both cool little I'm bits. For that. Uh, I still haven't seen Ash vs. Evil Dead because it's a Stars show. Yeah, Stars is hard. And Star, no one. You're the ba- No, it's like the most expensive package to get Stars. Yeah, right? well, I'll tell yeah. you this: what it, it, you can have Stars, not I mean, Yeah, you can have Stars on its own. But generally speaking, it's one of the last um, uh, pay channels people think to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, because I mean? it's behind Showtime, HBO, and maybe, maybe on the same Cinemax. place as Cinemax. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stars has really had a resurgence because of Outlander, so its popularity has really risen. Power, um, with the people that like um, that other show that's on Fox, uh, Empire. People that like it, that was nothing in it, you didn't spoil anything. People that like Empire love Power, because Power is like an R-rated Empire. Right, you know? right. Um, and that show, that show's big. Ash vs. Evil Dead, for all the people that like the indie kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And now the new one that we'll probably talk about in a minute. American Yeah. yeah. This is my Double shot of Brian Fuller here. Um, Brian Fuller is my favorite TV guy. And Neil Gaiman's one of my favorite writers, and I'm, I've am i been stoked about this for a while now. Now, this, this was a trailer. Kevin has read the book. Yeah. So, okay. what was your opinion? Because it, this really was... A lot of I the Comic-Con yeah, I, trailers are trailers for fans more than they are for the public. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly you see Shadow, you see Wednesday, you see little glimpses of um, some of the characters they meet along the way. Um, it re- and I'm really glad they didn't show us much because you know, I mean, I was more excited just to see Shadow and Wednesday's meeting than anything else. You know, I mean, those of you who don't know, just the basic you know elevator pitch of American Gods that um, this guy named Shadow is um, a recently released convict, and when he gets out of jail. Um, he discovers that his wife and best friend have died in a car accident, and so he's trying to just figure out what to do, and then he meets this mysterious man who calls himself Wednesday, and they go on this weird supernatural journey, um, because the idea is that 
just as gods once walked among um as in ancient times they've re-emerged through um entertainment and media and all these things i didn't um, get any of that from that trailer well you know that's i mean it's this wasn't like jordan said this is not one that is gonna exp- i figured it wouldn't explicitly show us a bunch and all that because it's I was just really it's, confused it's still, by it. Well, it's still coming out next year, and it's, I mean, it's not an easy one to explain in a short trailer, and I think we're going to get, like Jordan said, a longer one for a little further down the road. Um, right now, it's been a lot of casting announcements. Um, Kristen Chenoweth is gonna, of Broadway fame is going to be playing Easter, She's who's a goddess um, in it. Um, you know, I've loved all the other casting news. Um, like I said, the team behind it is great. I really like, um, uh, what's his name from Deadwood? Oh, Ian McShane? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, yeah, was, yeah, 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 He yeah, was yeah, the yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. that I saw in this trailer that blew me away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, and that and, uh, Ricky Whittle from The 100, who was mm-hmm. one of the strongest characters on that show, right. plays, uh, Shut, Shut Up. up yeah. So, so it's yeah, a no, solid cast. And that's the thing, I, like, I, I think it intentionally made it so you don't get a whole lot from it there, because... Um, and, and like I said, I mean, the book jumps back between um, the modern, uh, and I think the aesthetic was appropriate for it. You've got, like, it's a weird sort of surrealist vibe to it, because in the book it also does um, interspersed flashbacks to, like, the origins of America and all that things for you know, back when the gods were coming in and how that related to the founding of America and all that. Well, that sounds um, interesting. So it sounds a, like a book I have to read. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, it sounds like a oh, show I'm going to I'm I'm enjoy the movie the show sure. a lot more once we read Yeah, I, and I think so, too. So I think we'll get a longer trailer that goes into more of that. But for this, it was enough to get fans really excited. Um, and just to see the cast in action was cool. Cool. All right, and then on the other side of Brian Fullerness, mm-hmm. uh, Star okay. Trek, his 2017 series, got the official title Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. Wait, that's his series? Yeah. Which one is he show running? He's uh, is he show running Star Trek or just? I think there was a different showrunner, but he's one of the producers on it. Yeah, um, he is show running American Gods, so for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but he's very heavily involved in the process for both. He's a, he. He cut his teeth with Star Trek. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he I mean, did yeah. spec scripts, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the showrunner for Star Trek. Okay. Wh- who's the showrunner for American Gods? Uh, Bet you it's not him. I thought. What do we think of of Discovery? While I look this up, I don't know. I, I, I think it's we Nicole. still haven't seen a lot of it. We haven't seen it, but I did mean, we see anything? The they ship have... they showed off the USS yeah, yeah, Discovery, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is based on original sketches for. Yeah. Uh, the Enterprise, or for, no, from the movie. From Where Star is the yeah, show yeah. airing? How many episodes a season? Who's the cast? Aren't they doing? Um, they haven't announced any casting. I don't think. Um, aren't they doing some deal with Netflix too? CBS. I saw, I saw something about that. I don't know much. It's about going to be it, coming but... to Netflix in other countries. It's okay, going to be on gotcha. the CBS streaming app here in America. Okay, cool. and CBS. Okay. No, it's not airing on CBS. It's only what? It's app exclusive. What? Oh man, it's a fucking dead. It's dead. We'll see. It's fucking dead. How can you possibly think that show's got a chance being app exclusive on an app nobody uses? I don't even care if they some people use the CBS app. Come on, that's gonna cut its budget. You no, know, it's a that's trick. gonna fuck it up. CBS is the right network for Star Trek. So yes, so put it on the air. I think put they, it on Fridays. People think, will tune in. Put it on Sunday morning for fuck's sake. There is, I think, a possibility of them airing it. 
Uh, Michael oh. Green and Brian Fuller are co-leaders yeah. on American Gods, That's so not, it's yeah. probably more Michael Green day-to-day. Come on, Discovery. All the airtime. There's 24 usable hours yeah. in a day, and there's seven it, days in a week. It was and they surprising. only have... I mean, come app only? It was surprising. For CBS All Access? Oh, dude, didn't they learn anything from fucking uh, Community Season 6 or whatever it is? Yahoo. It was surprising. The the important takeaway... It was disappointing. That's what it is. It will have a, a series premiere on CBS and then move to the All Access for the rest of its season. That Wait, say that again? It's going to have a special preview broadcast in January on CBS and then the rest of the season will be on the Access app. Uh, that helps uh, about 122nd. <laughs> one, out of, one, one out of 22 uh, uh, percent or whatever. Well, there's only 13 episodes, I okay, think. Okay, then 113th. So. What? There's only 13 episodes of Star Trek? Star Trek's all about prolificness. Star Trek's all about, like, a ton of episodes. And, like, it's almost soap opera-y. What are they doing, guys? What are they doing to it, man? I mean, Ryan Fuller's involved, so I'm sure it's going to be good. But it's a worldwide on, series. In every other country, it's going to be way more accessible, it sounds like. And maybe the preview will be a good thing, because I agree. I think it should air. Because CBS, surprisingly, is the perfect place for Star Trek, because the its fans are that old. Right. Like, in C- when I saw Star Trek Beyond, the theater was more than half people in their 50s. Great. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. So, it, you know, it is the right network for it. It's the right place. But hopefully it'll live. Yeah. Um, show's fucking dead. I'm saying it now. And it's a shame, because Fuller is probably going to make a fantastic Star Trek show. Yeah, so he's perfect for a show that's going to die off. <laughs> I know, because that's all he's ever had to make, unfortunately. Um, so that is everything for other TV. Uh, now we're going to take a quick look at the comic stuff. Not a whole lot here, because it is, you know, San Diego Comic Con. Why would you expect a lot of comics news? Uh, Kevin brought up that a second Black Panther ongoing is going to be yeah. co-written by Todd Hesse Coates. Where, I mean, he's, yeah, I don't know if this means he's going to be, like, a regular no. guy, but, but it's still pretty hot. I mean, I've read some of the Black Panther comic, and it's pretty stellar, and it has a really nice political edge that fits him, and um, so, yeah, it's, like, Woman, Women of Wakanda, I think is the title. Something, tells, something tells me he'll have no problem writing one and a half comic scripts. Right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Think oh, be did okay. you see, with um, the Black Panther cast, um, we've got, like, all the... Okay, so... Well, we got that. We're going to... That's oh, wait, a movie that's on there. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, cool. Um, uh, from Dark Horse, Serenity is getting a new ongoing. Yep, comic. and Buffy. When you guys said this earlier, I thought you were talking about new, like, TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah, was yeah. really pumped. I was really sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Join the club of everyone who's ever the... Wait, 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 season two, finally, did you just say that? And they could have been talking about something. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I think everyone in every Firefly fan has had that experience. I mean, and, and at this point, like, Firefly has so many fans, like... Oh, reboot it. Like, I mean, if Heroes can get a reboot as bad as, like, the last yeah, two really. seasons of that were, Seriously. like, can't they Why reboot three? Firefly? <laughs> there's nothing, except for Killjoys, there's nothing else like it. Dark Matter. Both of those shows are very Firefly-esque. Oh, wait, Dark Matter is, too? I thought I thought it wasn't really, I thought that was on that ship. No, I mean, it is, Firefly's on that ship. Yeah, but they yeah, go places. Yeah. Dark Matter goes places? Yeah. Oh, and I thought they were it's stuck. spacefaring, yeah. I thought they were stuck on the trip. Okay. No, no. Uh, so, as far as Buffy, season 11 was announced, and it's going to be a more tight story. Uh, the past two seasons, so season 8 of Buffy was a 40-issue series, uh, and everyone agreed it went way too long. Uh, seasons 11, or seasons 9 and 10 were 25 issues of Buffy, 
25 issues of Angel and Faith, and then a mini-series or two along the way. This is going to be a one-year, 12-issue, like, event comic, almost, with a a single storyline for Buffy as season 11. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. Um, It'll make every one of those issues important. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully all killer, no filler. Yeah. Uh, And the last, we got a little more info on Dead No More, The Clone Conspiracy from Spider-Man and Dan Slott writing. Uh, Oh, good. It's going to be him versus a bunch of clones, was basically what I saw from the pitch. It's like everyone who's ever died is back as a clone to take on Peter Parker. And uh, very soon, Doc Ock is making his official return as a villain. He's going to be leading part of the clone army, apparently. Nice. So that'll be interesting. Dan Slott, still in it. He's, he's How many years has it been now? Since he's, he's been writing Spider... Yeah, for about ten years with Brand New Day in and 2007. Then, eight on his own, or seven on his own? Uh, about six on his own. Okay. I want to say his run started in 2011. Okay. Even Jeff John's Green Lantern lasted just under a decade. Right? Yeah, so uh, Slot loves Spider-Man. He does. If Slot could only write one comic book, he'd say Spider-Man. And yeah. He's, he's very, been very vocal that he has no end in sight for his run. As long as Marvel lets him write it, he's going to keep writing it. And he's done really good work, so I, I don't entirely blame them. Um, That's interesting. So, on top of that, we've got... Oh, that's it for comics, actually. Now we can take a look at the other end of the big two. Uh, Marvel. And Marvel Studios had a pretty amazing showing throughout SDCC, I thought. They, of course, have... A lot of movies in development. This is the main event here. <laughs> we're at the main event. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go all over. The first one worth mentioning is probably Doctor Strange, because it had a new trailer, and it's the only film that did have a new trailer. Uh, and do, do we? I mean, I think anybody that sees this trailer is just going to be absolutely mesmerized. It's I was, a masterpiece. The first trailer I loved, too. This one's even better. I liked the first trailer, but yeah, I... And this is what Kevin said something where it's like it's a little inception. I was like, well, yeah, that's what I felt about the first trail because it, it, yeah, did, the, it, it mean, did the cities. Oh, I'm, and I'm not yeah. saying that's a criticism. I'm just saying it does. Well, well but, but yeah. like in the first one, I didn't know where they were going with it. It was like, okay, there's four, there's like New York four times wrapped around itself. So what? This one really gets into what the visuals of this movie are going to be. It does, and they're just phenomenal. I mean, it's. Just, I'll tell you one thing. I know you're not a big 3D guy, but this might. No, be... I was saying it to Kelsey when we, we first saw it the other day. I was like, this might be a movie to see in 3D that, because we saw the trailer in 3D, Kevin and I, and it was excellent. It really. It was, was excellent because there's so many effects. Because effects, because they're not, they don't have to be filmed. They can make those really special effecty and good. You know, so all those, like, like laser, not lasers, but, like, magic-y shit that's flying around, that is, like, the best fo- 3D fodder, you know? I mean, it's just, it really was fun in 3D, and I can imagine this trailer even took it to the next level. And, oh, my God, uh, your dude. Uh, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is more than just an appearance here. We get some of his, he brings Gravitas to a role, and he looks great as a... I don't know how to pronounce the name. Kaikilius? Oh, is that his name? That is his name. He's a what's very... The, what's the deal? Is he the big bad? He is the big bad... Unless, like, someone else shows up later in the movie that they haven't talked about yet. But uh, he's a very, 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 very small time, was in a few issues of Doctor Strange He character, looks really cool. But they basically took him in and were like, here's a blank slate. We can do whatever we want with this villain. And that's yeah. kind of smart, too. I mean, with a character that's a little less mainstream, to not even go for the expected big bad, but to do something a little more out of left field. I, agree. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we get some Dormammu stuff in here. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I like that it's something that... Because really, this is the first origin movie they've had in a while that's like a straight origin Yeah, it film. is, yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, Ant Man. Yeah, but that wasn't an origin so much as a passing of the torch. Yeah. Like all the tech existed. I mean, it, it, it's not not an origin, but it's it, it, this is like straight up Doctor Strange learning his powers and becoming a sorcerer, and it's just really interesting. Uh, I'm a little more won over by Benedict Cumberbatch. He's still not my favorite pick. See, I love him. I think my the only the only thing standing against him, and there's about th- a thousand things in the pro column. The only con is that he's in everything, and so like I don't need him to be in another thing. But aside from that, like boy, when he when he hits that costume on, when he and when he put he looks just like Doctor Strange to me. He looks just like him. And the other thing too that's amazing that he did was I remember what really sold me on him was when the Entertainment Weekly story came out, and it and he talked about he said this movie is going. There are fanboys and fangirls and comic fans out there who will look at every gesture I make with my hand. He goes, that will look at everything that I do under a microscope. He goes, I am going to learn this character perfect. I'm going to do every gesture exactly as he would do it. Right? He's studying the comics. He's taking it like a... He's just taking it very fucking seriously. And that's great. Like, I, I, you know? I want to be, I, I be wowed by him, and I think I might be finally. And, and, and with an, English, with never, an American accent is fun, too. Honestly. Yeah. I, I've never really been blown away. I, I was trying to think about it. It's like, I don't dislike Benedict Cumberbatch, but I've never been, like... Well, I mean, Sherlock, Sherlock is really the, the real... If you really want to be, like, knock the fuck out, it's Sherlock and The Imitation Game, for me. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see The Imitation Game. Right. Again, I was not that blown away by him in the Sherlock episodes I did watch. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But I'm hopeful. I, I, I think, you know, plus the supporting cast in this movie is fantastic. I mean... So, yeah. Uh, I, I just, yeah, the visuals both on... The like world bending effects and the magic stuff looked great. Um, there was that great shot of him like whipping the cape on. Oh, that was amazing! That was amazing. I mean, it just looks so good and a nice joke to end it all off. So it it, it seems yeah, to have and that was a really good idea to because because it's so heavy. Yeah, you is. know, with the with the magic mm-hmm. and and then for them to say oh, this is about magic, but it takes place in our world, right? Very Marvel. You know, Marvel refuses right Wi-Fi password. (laughs) Marvel refuses to ever become just magical or just cosmic. They have to ground it. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And that's fine. There should be through lines, but it's allowed to be. Like it looks like nothing we've seen from the Marvel universe so far. I just think I really think it's going to be. I think it's going to rise very close to the top. I mean, this is a crazy thing to predict this soon, but I think it's going to rise to the top of my Marvel Cinematic Universe list. I just have a feeling. I'm hopeful. I just have a strong feeling it's going to be one of my favorites of the whole uh, So, uh, next up, I kind of want to run through. This was a really quick thing. They do have a new logo for the studio, which we saw in the trailer for the Doctor Strange film. So we'll see that's the beginning of each movie. And so instead of it saying Marvel and Studios below, it'll be to the right. Yeah, same size. It'll still be the page flip, I think they they said. But yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It does what it needs to do. You kind of need it, too, because, I mean... It's getting a little dated. Yeah, yeah, Thor, Thor the Dark World is where they premiered the current version, so it's been about three years, or two and a half years. And so is this... When is Phase 3's first movie? Captain America was. Civil and, War. And did it yeah. do it? No. Uh, that but been neither did Dark, Dark World wasn't the first Phase 2 film either. Uh, so. That would have been a good juncture, but it's yeah. okay. I guess they're doing it by... No, not by year either. Yeah, oh, well. It's, it's, it's just... Like they decided no, they wanted to do no rivalry. Yeah, no, it's... it's... Uh, but the next one, and I, I'm going to go with excitement here. Brie Larson was confirmed as Captain yes. Marvel. Um, you know, I, I, we talked about this, I think, with the rumor before, but like I said, she is an actress I have honestly watched movies for for over a decade now like going back to when she was a child actress in like movies like Hoot which was an environmental movie about owls 
She was in that. What the fuck were you doing watching that? It was a decade ago. I don't know. And? I don't know. I just saw it. I was, right. It looked like a fun movie. It had Luke. Ooh. Actually, it had Luke. Uh, Luke Wilson? They had Luke. Oh, Luke. there's no environmental movie with Luke Wilson in it. Not Is Luke Wilson the brother of... Oh, yeah. Owen Wilson's brother. Yeah, yeah, Luke Wilson was in it. Anyway. Okay. But she was in that. She's been... She was in United States of Terra, Community, um... Short term, well, great in community. She has just consistently been someone I've enjoyed watching, and she wasn't someone I thought about for the part of Captain Marvel. But when I heard it, I was like, "No, she's gonna nail it." Oh yeah. Um, the biggest thing is probably the, she hasn't done big action before, but that's you can train. They'll just work out, and yeah. it looks like she's getting a kind of first run with Kong. So, and then a second run with uh, the, another announcement at Comic Con was that she's going to probably be in Infinity War. Is it? Yeah, she's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. appear, Captain Marvel will appear likely in Infinity War, the first one, before the Captain Marvel movie. That sounds cool. Uh, Marvel movie is pushed to 19, right? Hmm? Captain Marvel? Yeah, the Captain Marvel yeah. movie is, I think, February or March of 2019 okay. at this point. So uh, ways out. I mean, I, I think, I'm not, I'm, again, I don't have the background with her that you have. Um, I, saw a, uh, I saw her in Community, and I saw the package that she did. Uh, you know the video package uh, promoting room. So I saw her interview, and mm-hmm. she's very uh, unassuming and, and nonchalant, and very like you know I'm just so lucky. I can't believe this is all happening to me. Yeah, absolutely. very authentically. You That's know cool. she's a very cool person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, I don't have the kind of affinity and attraction towards her that a lot of people seem to. Like she's like the new it girl, and like for me, she's not the new it girl for me. Oh, Scott Pilgrim. Sorry, that was another oh, movie she was in. Was she, she played in V Adams. Oh yeah, I gotta see it. I gotta see that again. Um, But anyway, I'm 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 as excited for her as anybody. I don't know. I I I kind of I don't. I have to see how they go with it. Okay. I'm yeah. This is just a great character. So, but it's exciting and casting this early. I wouldn't be surprised. They're saying Infinity War. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her a little before that as a in movie credit teaser or something. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Um, you are you are uh, itching for some Captain Marvel. I am. It's my most. That. He's like maybe we'll get it in an after credit scene after Ragnarok. No, you never know. But or, or strange. Uh, I would think Guardians, if anything, <laughs> we probably see her in a in tag for that. But maybe she's just being Guardians. Speaking of Guardians, though, like, yeah, bum bum bum. Kurt Russell's role. You're a big Guardians fan, huh? Yeah, well, and I I mean, just the idea of Kurt Russell working yeah. with this is yeah. just like... Yeah, so Kurt Russell, we've I known mean, for a while, he was in it. Yeah. Uh, it's been confirmed he is both playing Peter Quill's father, Who Star-Lord's is... dad, and the character is Ego the Living Planet. That just sounds perfect for James Gunn. <laughs> and apparently like, he is a planet. Because um, everyone was speculating, like, oh, is he going to be Adam Warlock or... Um, which would have been probably a make-sense choice. Right, that would have been, but... And then the other one was... Um, what was what's his n- name? The kind of douchey imperial guy that um, J- his was, actual dad? Yeah. yeah, Jason. Yeah, but I I don't I never because they they were I, very no, explicit I know, about. Oh, it I, not never, being I knew Jason. he wanted to do that, but like Adam Warlock was the one everyone pointed to. But I'm so glad he did something totally out of left field that no I, one anticipated. I have no idea what to think. Is it is he a dude? Is he a planet? He's how did a planet have sex with his with Star Lord's mom? I can almost <laughs> see it like he is a planet. But he has, like, maybe a, um, he can, like, extend himself in a physical form some way. Or make, or inhabit. Possibly. Apparently there's very specifically a scene where Drax asks him if he has a penis, and he replies, yes, I do have a penis, so. What? How did that tidbit come out? They show, I don't know if they showed footage or if they had some kind of, there there was some kind of, like, no, there was footage. There was footage they showed from the movie. What? Yeah. There was footage where Drax finds out that the human planet has a penis, and that was already shown? 
Well, I mean, the movie's uh, mostly done shooting. If oh, yeah, I mean, it's because is it is Spider-Man first or is it first? No, it's Guardians. Guardians is May of next year. I can't believe we haven't had leaks. We'll see. Considering it's felt. Um, the other things, uh, just a few small tidbits. Uh, a few mo- a while back now, it was confirmed Mantis is joining the team for the new movie. Yondu and Nebula are mm-hmm. both going to be Guardians in this film. Uh, Steven Stallone. Guardians? Yeah. He's, you know, a, he's a Guardian in the original. Uh, Steve... Wait, 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 he's wait, not wait, a Guardian. He's no. a Ravager in the original. Okay, but yeah. But no, in the first still, movie he's I'm like talking a... about. In the first movie, he's, a ba- he's, he's, he's not a bad guy, but he's like a bounty hunter, no good guy. Uh, but the... I got it. Sorry for the... Stuttered a bit. All right. Uh, the, the, the big thing is... Yeah, just that, that Kurt Russell's character was confirmed. We know Stallone's playing a, a Ravager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Groot is going to be a team member. It's not like he's regrown between sequels. He's somewhere between Baby Groot that we saw at the end of the movie and Big Groot from, okay, yeah, from yeah. that. So he's going sure. to be transitional. Oh, he's going to be medium Groot. Something like I that. I thought Groot just regrows pretty quick. Not that not quick, apparently. Movies, huh? uh, well, usually he's he's out of commission for a few issues in the comics. Oh, so. okay. Uh, the next movie is Thor Ragnarok, which... I have a question about this. When's that coming out? Thor Ragnarok? November next year, I want to say. Next year? Yeah, it's shooting. I think oh, it's getting I ready to I thought it was shoot. this year. Yeah. No, 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 no. This year, only Doctor Strange. It's next November. What surprises me, though... Okay, so there's three next year? Three. That's the, next year is the first year where there are three. Guardians. Spider-Man. And, and Thor. Thor. Uh, so Ragnarok... Spider-Man's before Thor. Spider-Man is I July can't believe how year. far off Thor is. I thought Thor was like it was like next. No? Yeah, it's four year different. Wow, that is. Yeah. It seems like a long way for Thor. Well, Whatever. you know, you got People that's that's Spider-Man the balance more. they're striking right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. People but, want Spider-Man more. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah Thor did. was originally summer of next year. He got pushed back when the Spider-Man deal was made official. Okay. So. All right, that makes sense. Uh but this movie was Pretty. No, we didn't see a whole lot. They revealed Hulk's gladiator armor at SDCC. I've been seeing fucking on Twitter like Mark uh, Ruffalo's fucking Hulk fists over and over and over again. Uh-huh. How many times I got to see his fucking Hulk fists? Ruffalo's the man. Ruffalo is the man. <laughs> However, but uh, there's that. You know, there was some concept art. the The coolest thing to me, though, and God knows if we'll ever see it, but Taika Waititi shot a short documentary-like film about what was Thor doing during Civil War. And it's a short comedic, like him in an office setting teaching kids about the Avengers. It's apparently a very short comedy, very much in this vein of what we do in the shadows, which is his big film. Um, And apparently it very much spoke to the sense of humor that this movie will have and the sense of humor Taika Waititi brings to things. Uh, God knows if we'll ever see it. I would think it would be... Who's Taika Waititi? He's the director. Of Thor. Yes. So Uh, when can we see that little short? Who knows? Maybe as a DVD bonus? Maybe as a... That would be great. I've been been really, really bummed that we haven't had those Marvel shorts for so long. I think it's more of a parody thing than it is, like, legitimate, but... That's fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to have something along those lines. I mean, I just want bonus content that's, that's above and beyond commentaries on the Marvel movies. I mean, they just spoiled me. With the, what were well, they, they ex- the one shots, but yeah. they expanded to TV. That I was know, always the dream. I know, that's, I know. that's that's the one shot realized. But yeah, it's a bummer not to have those short. Films I mean, how much work could it be? A lot, probably. But it's yeah, the budgets they've talked about in the past. It's like you got to consider what you can do on the the budget of a short film. Uh, right. Because it's you know it's the sort of thing where it like even a two hour movie or fifteen minute short 
the special effects cost what the special effects cost. And you use them a lot in a big movie, but the price, like the starting price, is still pretty high. Well, yeah, and also most people, not us, but mm. most, well, actually even us, are going to buy the fucking DVD anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Whatever. Uh, then we... They were good for trying out new IP, though. Huh. We have Spider-Man, Homecoming, mm-hmm. uh, which also there was footage of this shown, but we, you know, hasn't come out. So we didn't see, there was Thor footage we didn't see too? No, I don't, well, there was that no. short. There wasn't, like, actual oh, footage. Oh, they saw the short at the con. Yeah, they showed well, it. yeah, they're gonna show Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, the Spider-Man footage apparently was just a little bit of uh, the sense of it being a more ethnically diverse, mm-hmm. accurate to today New York uh, district, school district for him. It apparently opened with, like... Uh, bad reputation playing over shots of the Avengers actors when they their actual like high school photos before transitioning to Peter Parker. Oh, man, it sounds so good. And it sounds just like what everybody's been wanting. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot of cool stuff like that. And the first um, concept art of Vulture was released. Deluxe officially. Yes, it's a little weird. They're very big wings, and honestly, yeah. it looks like there's helicarrier turbines on them. Oh, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, Vulture, it looks good though. The suit okay. looks right. solid. Um, Vulture's one of the big ones that hasn't been in a movie, so it makes sense. But it does. I do believe there's still other villains they haven't announced. I, for well, it, I like so. the fact that if he is the main villain, or even that he's being used extensively, I'm really glad they're they're pulling from a new well because I am so sick of seeing the same fucking enemies yes. in Spider movies. I'm so sick of seeing the same story in the, the Spider movies. I hope we don't. We, right, we probably are going to get an origin again, but I wish we wouldn't. No, they no, no, said they, they're they, not this doing is, They're just picking up. Like, one of the scenes in the That's movie good. is apparently, like, we, we see scenes of, like, Peter Parker multitasking. Like, he's making his web fluid under his desk while he's in no. class. And then he's, like, sneaking shots of, like, YouTube footage of him fighting Giant Man from Civil War. And that's just, like... No, they're done when they said that this will be a different story. It's, it's not just... So, it's, it's, I mean, it's still great. Teenage Spider-Man, obviously, but no, no more Oregon. That's uh, awesome, man. So that's I'm cool. Happy. Then uh, we have Black Panther, yeah, which was cast. a lot of confirmations. Oh my gosh, the cast! Uh, Lupita is... Nyong'o was confirmed. Michael B. Jordan was confirmed to be playing Killmonger. Denai Garai, yeah, Denai Garai, who plays uh, Michonne on The Walking Dead, has been announced as a wow. member of the Dora Milaje, which is the Black Panther's personal guard. Um, so stacked cast. Oh yeah, stacked film. Uh, it, it's an exciting one, even yeah. though it's out. Yeah, it definitely hasn't started shooting yet because it's not till twenty eighteen, right, right. but still. Yeah, the cast is pretty uh, well, well, well going at this point. Um, is Kugler co-writing it too? Or I would he's probably so. taking passes probably, at the yeah, script, yeah. if yeah, not. I'm but sure. yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so those were all of the movies. There wasn't really any footage from anything else or anything. I think those are all the next movies nah. coming in the next like sure. year and a half. Sure. Except for Captain Marvel, but that that was one where they mean, were, they'd, they'd said a while ago. No, you're going to hear this summer officially. So we cool. got that. Uh, also, all these movies got new logos. Um, not much to say there. They look yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2's look that was very funny. Miami yeah. Vice. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. <laughs> it's volume 2, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's uh, Beverly Hills Cop, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Beverly Hills it's Cop. It's a great track, though. Yeah, yeah. that is. Um, <laughs> so, TV, I'm going to start with the one thing that isn't the MCU, because it'd be a weird note to end on, I think, but uh, Legion on FX. What is this? What? I don't get it. Okay, so... It looks fucking good. It was cool, yeah. I, it doesn't look at all comic book. 
No, I don't get well, it. Well, they talk about, they about say you're a mutant, once. I'm a mutant once, and there's an X in the word, in the O on Legion that looks like the wheel of <laughs> Professor X's <laughs> yeah. yeah. wheelchair. I didn't even what? think of that, and now I'm what? angry. I know it's kind of it's kind of obnoxious. Anyway, uh, so Legion is in the comics the son of I forget if he's a bastard son or not, but he's the son of Professor X, who has like severe mental issues, but is also extremely powerful. Perhaps, quite possibly, the most powerful mutant of them all. If I recall, and I think they mention it in the trailers, he can take other mutants' powers, sort of like Rogue, right? but he has a lot of mental issues, and that's what we see in this trailer. He's kind of talking to a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist is clearly aware he's a mutant, and there's other things. Um, I just thought of something. You know how the trailer ends with him saying, I am Legion? Right? Or I am, and then Legion yeah. pops up? You know, that's what they say in Mass Effect when, when there are all those AIs that are connected, and the guy's name is Legion, and they're all connected. So they say, I am Legion, or we are Legion. And the idea is that they're a collective. Even if there's only one of them, it's the collective that's always talking. Maybe Legion's thing, and I'm sure every comic book fan ever will just tell me, no, nope, that's not it. But maybe the idea is that like he's kind of the collective knowledge of a lot of mutants all in one or something. Well, he's very adaptive, so it you wouldn't know? be surprised. Like He takes these elements of those so characters. So he's like, he represents the Legion of, of, of X-Men. I don't know. I don't know. But the important thing... It does it. So for this show to even exist, Marvel Studios and Fox had to make a deal because Fox had the rights to the X Men, but they couldn't make a TV show, and Fox or Marvel also couldn't make a TV show. So because it was a case Fox of, had the rights to the X Men, yeah. So mm, yeah, for this to exist, they had to come to an agreement. Uh, this was first announced last year when they announced this and X Men Hellfire for Fox. That show has now fallen apart, but Legion is obviously progressing to I, okay existing. So somebody somehow, please explain to me. Why? A, it's on FX. Yeah. Why is it on FX when every other Marvel property is on Netflix? Put it on fucking Netflix. Because that it. My my take would be, Fox probably wanted to make the show. And okay, put it on very, Fox. It's not a Fox show though. Did you see this? This is not a Fox show. This is what clearly is it then? it's it's a prestige Breaking Bad type show. This is like totally to me. This looks like an FX show. Put it on fucking Showtime or something. I mean, that's it's just, not Fox. This is... They want content for FX. That is their network. That's... I don't know... Do you just not like FX? No, I just don't understand what this show is doing there. When I saw the FX Fox logo... Fox owns X-Men. They own FX. And this is a show that's more right for FX I guess than I didn't realize. I guess I didn't I realize that Fox and FX were connected. Um, I guess I knew there were all these deals, but I didn't know Fox and FX was the direct connection there. Oh, yeah, 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 I guess it's kind of like the... Okay, it's the cable Fox. It's their cable Yeah. Okay, I didn't really realize that. I guess that makes more sense now. Um, I just... It's just weird to me that this show... Like, you have the X-Men license. You negotiated to be able to do X-Men TV shows. And you're doing Legion. Well... With all the world of X-Men stories out there. I got one for you. X-Factor. Well, that's the thing. Holy shit, with that rule. That's the thing. That, yeah. That's the detective team, yeah, with Maddox as the... Yeah, 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 but but isn't that the movie that's gonna be? No. No, 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 that's that's, uh, New Mutants. And X-Force. Um, <laughs> the X World is a twisted one. But my there friend. is, isn't there an X Men spin off movie coming? Which one is that? There's X Force. Yeah, there's X Force, there's New Mutants, and there's the Wolverine scene. Okay, yeah, and yeah, then there's yeah, Deadpool, yeah. and Deadpool and right. X Force have crossover. And... Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Legion does not take place in the X Men universe. Not that any of that matters, because the X Men universe is a mess. Yeah. Uh, so what you mean? It doesn't take place in the cinematic X Men universe, but it yeah. does take place in the X Men universe. <laughs> yes, but. 
how much so. Again, this trailer is very light on anything connecting it to comic material. Oh, yeah. it does say you're mutant. Yeah, they say a mutant once, but, you know... And then there is an X at the end. There's... Yeah, okay, there's an X at the end. I'm just saying, like, you put this up against any other superhero show on TV, and it's obviously something different. Yeah. I just don't understand why it exists, but that's cool. I guess I understand why it exists more. I would think it's a... It's a I understand why it exists more in the, in, in a world where X-Men Hellfire also exists. That show's dead. Yeah. Right. But they're developing that. a new show. Right. So whatever was the deal with Hellfire... I mean, it was a bad concept to begin with, uh, to me. What was it? Like, it was the Hellfire Club in the 60s, like, being all mysterious and behind-the-scenes-y about it, but... Eh. And then you have this new one, which Avengers I'm... Avengers Undercover. Or I... Avengers uh, Arena, dude. That would be the shit. Well, that's MCU, if it yeah. was anything. Yeah. But to me... I hope I'll hope the same thing I hoped when they first announced they were doing an X Men TV show. I hope they do X Factor. That's a perfect fit for television. Yeah. It'd be a slam dunk. Hopefully, ideally. I you mean, they know. are literally. First of all, Multiple Man is a perfect character. He's infinitely relatable. He's infinitely cool. There's a great cast that he can draw from so many places. There's mysteries. There's stories. It's perfect. Like it would also pull in that I think if you do it right, like X Factor is a show where you could pull in that orphan black crowd too, because a big part of the X Factor run is how he sends his dupes off, and they become like different yeah. personalities that he then calls back to himself. That is really cool, or or, or similar to the dude in, in Power season one. Not that not that that's a huge success or anything, but yeah. All right, so that all would be cool. Um, my only takeaway: Noah Howley is the person, so I would think he's been on board from the beginning. Yeah. This might have just been a concept he wanted. Here's the reality. Here's the reality that you just you just put your finger on it. I mean, the one reason I'm excited about this show, aside from the fact that it just looks kind of interesting, is Noah Hawley. He made two seasons of Fargo that are, you know, considered by many to be, you know, the finest examples of TV in the last ten years. Um, a lot of people think they're better than the original Fargo movie. Uh, Fargo season one is an absolute masterpiece. Season two I've seen some of. Most people say it's even better than one. And he is the kind of guy who, you know, eats, like I was saying in my Mr. Robot review, he eats, sleeps, and breathes the world of Fargo when he was working on it. You know, he gets every intricacy. His world building and vision are insane. And, you know, I just don't think he's going to follow that up with some garbage. Like, it's going to be quality. And, and, you know what was really cool? When they tell him that he has a moment to take a break, and he goes into that Calypso dance number number in his head. That was cool, and that was very... A different side of Noah Hawley, but I could see it also as a little bit of like a fragment of his brain. Yeah. I saw something I recognized in that. You know what I mean? For me, I, I really like I like the first season of Fargo. I haven't seen season two yet, and I like Aubrey Plaza, and she plays his uh, yeah. drug-addled neighbor in this show. So I'm I'm interested to see her in it. Interesting, so. interesting. Well, it remains to be seen what what the deal is with that. So uh, next up, getting into the MCU. Um, I, I was bummed it up front because ABC's Marvel presence kind of shrunk in that, you know, shows were either canceled or not being produced to series. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a pretty big thing that they had been teasing and that people thought, no, it's this other character that was actually in the show already. And there were some casting rumors, but it was made official. Ghost Rider is coming to Agents mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the fall. But, and, but an odd Ghost Rider choice, the one that's been in only like 12 or 15 issues of Ghost Rider comic ever. Yeah, Robbie Reyes, he is the most recent Ghost okay. Rider, and I think Kurt... He does bring some diversity, which is good. He brings good no, diversity. But, but, but then it What's his story? Like, I know, I mean, my Ghost Rider knowledge is limited anyway, but I know the basic origin I've of been, I've wanted to read it. It's one that, like, the next time I get the Marvel app, I'll definitely be starting with Ghost Rider, because uh, this series did only run for, I think, two trades, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he has a 
this is how people were starting to guess they were casting a, a Latino character uh-huh. with a paraplegic brother, uh-huh. and that's his brother in the comics. Uh-huh. But he just became Ghost Rider. I don't remember the exact circumstances, and he drives a muscle car instead of a motorcycle. Okay. okay. Um, Ghost Rider is really interesting because Shield has obviously been on Inhumans for a year, really two years now. Uh, of following the Inhumans plotline, and it kind of wrapped up. There's more you could do with it, but this seems like the focus is going to be on we need to, let's explore another new corner of the Marvel Universe. I just love that show's thriving. Are we in season five now? Season four. No, but next year, will that be season five? If it gets renewed. Well, the one that's coming on this fall is. That's four. Okay. So yeah, it's been, it's had three full seasons, it's going into its fourth, and... This is, again, it's a new concept in the MCU of really looking at hell as a place that exists and that there is a spirit of vengeance coming out of. Um, It's hard to tell what they're going to do with him because it's it's like he begets more things. It's like you you think if they're going with Ghost Rider, there's going to be more weird stuff happening this year. Now, they've had a Man-Thing reference in the past. Maybe we'll actually see Man-Thing. Who knows what they're going to do? That's really cool. Um, I'm still a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm, I'm looking forward to the new season. The next thing uh, or the, we're ending with is Marvel Netflix, cool. uh, which basically everything except Jessica Jones had some kind of news. Uh, Jessica Jones is... Oh, no, Jessica Jones had news. Huh? Not news, per se, but she was, she's relevant to some of the news. Well, she's relevant, but there wasn't like a specific note on the show. We got trailers, uh, starting with, we got Luke Cage's trailer, okay, uh, which looked fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, it's basically him as a, as a, as a one-man wrecking ball, like you put it. I don't want to plagiarize. Um, and I'm sure you've heard other people say that, too. I mean, he's just, yeah, he's if, just if, this dude who's unstoppable, and he just gets out of a car, and he just tears through a building. And my favorite part is when he reaches right into, he needs a weapon, and he needs an improvised weapon, so he reaches right into a wall and yeah, just rips out rips something. It. It rips like a pipe. That's yeah. the thing that separates him from, like, Daredevil is that, you know, Daredevil uses this tactical strategy to... He's a I'll finesse opponent. Yeah. Luke Cage is just like he's a bludgeoning. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Um, it's really cool. And casting was perfect. I mean, you know, yeah, Mike Coulter proved himself yeah. in Jessica yeah. Jones. It's sure. just like, which again, as I've noted, I was worried after Halo, but yeah. it was clearly not Mike Coulter's fault for Halo. Really. Who's that dude who's uh, giving him advice at the beginning of the, the new Luke Cage trailer? The older guy. Yeah, uh, I am not sure. Just some dude. Okay. I know the guy at the end is uh, Mahershala Abad Ali, who's playing one of the villains. Mm. Uh, like a nightclub owner slash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think in the comics he's a snake-themed villain. I don't think they're going to go full snake-themed mm. villain in this. Yeah, uh, I think it's Scales. I want to say I'm not entirely sure. My name is Scales. Or 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 um Diamondback. Some one of those. My name is Diamondback. I, I doubt. No, he he was not doing that. He wasn't doing that. Uh, I thought I heard a little distinct. We didn't get a lot of story in this. I will say, Mahershala Abad Ali is a. Uh, actor I've liked. He was in the 4400 in a major role, mm, and he's popped up time and again gem. since then. 4400 is a good show. I know. 4400 is the best X-Men show right. on oh, television. okay, alright. It really it's is. bold statement time, guys. Right. No, it's sort of like how people say Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. That is very, like, the 4400 is straight up mutants. They just happen to be from the future. Alright, yeah. I got it. It's a good show, though. Roger, Roger. Uh, with a pretty stacked cast, retrospectively. Okay. Um... Iron Fist got a teaser, yeah, and this was it was shorter than Luke Cage. But well, yeah, I gave a little more of an idea of story. He's coming back from Kunlun, mm-hmm. however you say it. Uh, he's put in a mental hospital. He's got to yeah. break out. Uh, it was more just a show of 
he does have power. Yeah. I didn't get think it implied he came back from Kunlun unless you read that somewhere. I thought it implied that when he was a kid he was at Kunlun and he was trained or whatever. But that and then they just don't show you what happens and then he's at the mental hospital. No, no, we see him like walking down the streets with no shoes and the full beard. Oh, like it's, okay. it's him coming. It's homecoming. Oh, um, you sure that wasn't after he got out of the hospital? Oh, I know. I got the homecoming vibe. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get a whole whole lot. He looks good yeah. in yeah. the role. I we mean, didn't see not... anything supernatural when he busts out of the no. door. I thought his blow fist was going to glow, but I guess that's going to be kind of yeah, like the they, Daredevil concert. We're going to have to wait for that. It's. it's I think it's one of those things where it's like again that show is shooting, so the special effects are. Nowhere near done. Sure. So it's like you shoot the, you go with the footage that hides that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I was I was digging him. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm always going to be a little bitter that Ryan Phillippe didn't get the role. <laughs> yeah, just like he didn't get Captain America. I guess in retrospect, Chris Evans has nailed it so hard that it kind of was the right call. But um, man, Ryan Phillippe, dude, I would love yeah, to have seen him. Who be knows how? However true that was. I know, I know, I know. The Captain America thing was true. that was yeah. Him and him and Jim Halpert from the Office. Yeah, were the yeah, they were both, oh they gosh. were really up for it because I talked to uh, Phillippe about it. But um, but yeah, I mean, Phillippe's too old now to play that role. Um, short of that, I think this guy looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there was that. We got the very first peek at the Defenders with a very. No footage, oh, it obviously. Was so cool, but a great stylized trailer with like really good shreds music. of paper being ripped away and showing like parts of e- that represents each and of the it characters. Went along, it went along with that new trend that a lot of these movies are doing, like a lot of the um, David Fincher movies of taking like a '90s grunge hit, mm-hmm. uh, like Radiohead or Nirvana, yeah, and like slowing it down and having a choir sing it. In this case, it was "Come as You Are," and, th- and it was actually sung by Nirvana, but it was slowed down and remixed. Uh, it was really cool, and it was, it was really uh, cool. and then, just really cool. It had like letters from each of their independent logos spelling out the word "defend," and then it went, and then and then it had this like voiceover at the end that said, "How can you def- think you're going to protect this city? city yeah. You can't even take care of yourselves." Yeah, Scott Glenn's stick from Daredevil. Oh my uh, god, perfect. you know a lot. Well, no, I, I just he has a very distinctive voice. He died, but it yeah. very much seems like. It's funny because I'm like, I bet he was on set for Daredevil, and they were like, "Hey, can we get a line real quick?" <laughs> But I'm sure he's definitely, for sure, going to be in the Defenders. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe how good it's... I mean, just to think about those four next to each other, I mean, it's just going to be sweet. I mean, you really got to look at... As good individually as these series have been so far, you really got to look at the master plan and just with awe of this Defenders thing. It's going to be the most bombastic of the series. I'm sure that, like, narratively, because it's an action team-up show, it's going to be less... Like in depth and fulfilling, but it's yeah. still probably going to be a very good show. Yeah, um, you know, it's got the showrunners from Daredevil season two, so and they did a lot. What if it seems like setup for the Defenders in yeah. Daredevil season two? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's interesting is just yeah, that's where we're going to. It's twenty seven. We got Luke Cage in just over two months, just under two months now. We got uh, or just over two months. Then we got Iron Fist in the first half of twenty seventeen, probably around March. Probably around March. It's probably... It seems like they're very set with the... March-November. March-November-ish time period, uh, seasonal, two shows a year. Which is fine, because I, I think you're going to get Iron Fist and then Defenders at the end of next year, which seems to roll into Jessica Jones and Daredevil Season 3 Other big in 2018. News. Yeah, Other they big announced news. officially Daredevil for a third Which season. is really yeah. crazy to me. No Punisher yet. No Punisher yet. We, who knows when. It's that happen. That, that seems like yeah. a show that'll produce... Because I think the way they set Punisher up is more of a road show, almost. What? Well, they set it up like he has a mission to go on, So, whereas everyone else is based in New York. or uh, I'm putting it this way. 
it's in the universe, obviously, but it is a show they can really do whenever they want because it, it's not it part of the he, master plan. He's probably not going to show up in Defenders and do all that. You know, there's not really any need. Yeah, maybe maybe as a cameo. But again, right. you got to remember this is meant to be a four to eight episode show. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, that's from the beginning. It's been it's a four to eight episode series. What is Defenders? No. Yeah. I mean, that's the length of a long movie. Of well, a super long movie. No. <laughs> These episodes. It's not a 13-parter? Not historically. They could maybe try and up it, but I, I don't That'd imagine they're going to. You gotta remember, the Daredevil episodes go for an hour, so this is you're still looking at a four to eight hour feature. No, I mean, it does make a lot of sense. I mean, think because if you think about it, but four to eight, that's a huge delta. It's I, all relative. Who knows? What but I think it gives them the the range to be like, here is the story length we have. Let's not try to stretch it. Let's not try to... And I'm all for that. Scrunch it. I think... Yeah. I'm all for it, too. I just am surprised. I really thought yeah. The Vendors was a culmination and it was going to be as big, if not bigger, in length. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize that. Well, you got to also think, the fewer episodes they do, maybe the bigger budget they can commit to each episode. Yeah, perhaps. I'm just surprised at that cause only because the first I'd ever heard it. Uh, I really thought that like the whole point was it was leading up to Defenders, but na- that makes it pretty clear that is not the point. The mm-hmm. point is that's a cool show also. And no, no, I mean, that's always been from the beginning. I, no, but I, I just... know that's the plan, but what I mean is from the fact that Daredevil's going to have three seasons to one, one-fourth, one-third the size, potentially okay, a season of Daredevil. Probably two-thirds the size. Okay, but, but do, you, do you see my con- what I'm saying is that Daredevil is much more, like, Daredevil individually is more important to the success. Just because of Link? Just because of the you focus gotta, I mean, they're giving it. There's only two Avengers movies out of 14 films at this point. Yeah, but they're equal to each of them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they said, oh, the Avengers is a team-up, it's gotta be shorter. That's movies, so that makes it an invalid comparison. It's just, yeah, it's, it's I mean, just weird to me, is all. I mean, you gotta weird, remember, but... for the most part, everything is only one season at this point. Well, Daredevil have... was a case of... We have this spot. We might as well go ahead and no, do season got, two. Of Daredevil. Jessica's coming back, but not I, till after Defenders. Sure, sure. Neither is Daredevil for season three. But but regardless, I know I get your point. I'm not I'm not missing it on purpose. Um, but I just feel like you know why not have like you know some some side plots and really build out the Defenders show. Like have them all interacting with each other in different ways at different. Well, we will. Eight we episodes can. is a lot that if is. it's that many. Four episodes maybe a little short. Right. I would see think more about on Daredevil, the high end. Think about Daredevil season two. The whole Punisher arc at the beginning it was four episodes, and that was the best part of that season. Mm-hmm. It was very focused. I would disagree with that, but in my case, okay. I like yeah. the three to four Electra episode focus. Okay, well, yeah, but yeah, so, yeah, like, but the point but being, like, the arcs. Yeah, yeah. That's what made you know Daredevil season two. And interesting. you only need one arc really for Defenders. Yeah, it'll be like set up, team up. Fight the bat. Probably have like you know. It'll probably I would see it having the structure of a movie. You know, introductions, yeah. the team up, the first big fight that ends with badness. You know, some downtime, then the big finale. Oh, some downtime with with like like each of the characters like like you know mixing and matching with one another. Yeah, and, going and out already, on little missions and shit. That would be cool. And we're gonna see a lot of crossover already. I mean, they have set seeds, particularly in Daredevil season two. For the side characters to more spread out and cross-pollinate between these shows. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's just, it's not a shock. This is from when they first announced it four, three, four years ago. They said four to eight for Defenders, 13 for the rest. They yeah, said that. Yeah, that, that was always the plan. So it's okay. not like news. It's just, All right. no. I, I just thought it was going to be another 13 episode, you know, because it is their, no- another thing, it's their November Marvel series. That's it. It's all we got. Yeah, but it's going to be a big thing. All right. 
Um, and it's nice because it'll make it way easier to binge it. <laughs> 13 right. hours of TV is a lot. Oh, that is a lot. It's a lot for me and for Kelsey and I to watch in one sitting. All right. uh, we had a much easier time with the 10, 22-minute episodes of Degrassi this previous Friday. Sounds like a personal choice, my friend, the binging. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, that is everything, though, that we have for uh, Comic-Con. Now, you, now, what were you saying on Jessica Jones, that there was something announced? Or... No, 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 no. Just, just that, that... I mean, she's, she's involved, She's a obviously. part of Defenders. I, just um, just that she's she's got season two coming. It wasn't mentioned in this, but, I mean, she's the only other show that's got season two coming. I mean, yeah. you know... To and... me, it'll be interesting how they proceed, because... Yeah. With shows, you need to... Going two years between seasons is difficult with actors who have mm-hmm. to, you know, need the commitment. I think that's why you saw Daredevil get a second season, whereas a lot of these other shows are just close enough to Defenders that, you know, you could justify well, it. it's kind of like... Well, with these shows, though, I mean, it's kind of like... I mean, it's it's less content overall by a long shot, um, but Sherlock is similar. You know, these are people that are really busy and really yeah. famous, and they get together... Every two years or so to make a series, and then they, and then that's it. And then yeah, they, they just part. Same thing with Jessica Jones is going to be that way. You know, uh, Daredevil obviously they've kept the gang together, doing one every year pretty much. But with Jessica Jones, I mean that they had to disperse everybody, I'm sure, and now they're bringing everybody back. See, Kinda in my mind, sure. Iron Fist is the trick, right? Because Daredevil is clearly the big one, right? And he, they've kept him pretty solid. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage have a very easy ability to go. Okay, this year's a Jessica season. Luke comes in for a, a few episodes. And then vice versa. Jessica shows up in Luke Cage's series. They haven't really shown her being in this one yet, but I wouldn't... It'd be surprising if she didn't have some kind of cameo or something, maybe. Iron Fist is sort of the odd man out there, but if you're setting a precedent of, here we're doing a four to eight episode Defenders, even if there isn't, like, season two of Iron Fist, you could probably get Finn Jones to commit to another short season of Defenders two, three years later. Right, so to me... To me, I hear what you mean. Uh, to me, Iron Fist has always been, from the beginning, the one I was most intrigued about because he's a character that I feel like I've never seen on TV. That said, Jessica Jones, I've never seen a character quite like her either, but she's more similar than than Iron Fist is to anything I've seen on TV. No one's ever tackled that character. He's really obscure in the comics. I mean, not so much, but yet he is. You know, he's always been fringy, and I just, I know the least about him, and I'm really fascinated to see his character get fleshed out. So to me, seeing that trailer at this con or that teaser was just like, ah, there he's, he exists. This show exists. This is the show that they didn't talk about. I know notoriously they've been having a lot more trouble hammering out the script, figuring out what it's going to be. There were rumors it was going to get scrapped for like a short movie instead. It's tough. Iron Fist has always been tough. Um, and so I'm just once this thing finally materializes, I think I'll sigh a deep breath and uh, binge the fuck out of it till it like evaporates into the ether. You know? Yeah. Uh, well. That's everything for Comic-Con. That's a lot, man. We went over two hours. I had no idea we were going to have that much to say about it, but man, there's a lot there. I think it's really a, it was. It was a big year. You were right. Yeah. That it was a big was right. year. Uh, so one question I think is cool. What is, start with you, uh, Kevin, what do you? What was the thing you were most excited about out of this year's SDCC? Wonder Woman trailer. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, like, like dun, I dun, said, dun. I mean, I was excited to see, I think, the DC Universe taking a better direction. I didn't want a full 180. I liked that it. it's still grittier than the Marvel movies, but um, I was excited to see some of the characters I grew up with uh, on the big screen. And like I said, she was the best part of, um, or what, she and Batfleck was, were the best parts of BVS, um, the redeeming grace there. Um, and to see... Her solo movie look really hopeful. Um, I'm very excited about. I love the directing, and I like the aesthetic differences between the World War One aspect and also the mascara 
Um, so yeah, I mean Justice League too, but there's still it's still kind of early to speculate on Justice League. Um, but Wonder Woman, I saw just enough, and I'm really stoked about that. Cool, Rich. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd have to say uh, it was really cool. I, I really liked the Justice League trailer just to see what they're doing with that. I love Batfleck. I love to see. Um, uh, Aquaman, I mm-hmm. thought that was fun. I really just like all of the actors that are playing the DC characters yeah. a lot, and I, except for Ezra Miller, who I do really don't like in that role. Yeah. Um, but that said, I just think that there's a lot of potential there. I hope they can follow through. I need the palette needs to change, man. Even the Justice League palette. Now that I think back on it, like that's a that, very white, sterile, mm-hmm. dark in that fucker, man. They're in like mm-hmm. a dark and freaking gray and brown bar. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, I was really excited to see all of that. Um, no, I was. Uh, <laughs> Legion got me excited. Um, American Gods has me incredibly intrigued, but that trailer, I really didn't know where to go I'm with it. Stoked, I didn't really just didn't know where to go with it, but it really has me intrigued. Um, I would say, though, the thing that I, I maybe enjoyed seeing the most, number one, if I had to pick, would be uh, the Iron Fist teaser. I just wish there'd been more of it. Uh, this is one thing I wanted to bring up on the Justice League trailer. I find it really funny that the first time we see like the four of them together, it's the four of them standing in like a sewage drainage pipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's any kind of symbolism to be taken from that. But. Now, are there some people that really love, like, BVS? Oh, yeah. There's an extremely oh, there yeah, angry yeah. group on the internet that's like, oh, I no, no one likes the deep artistry of BVS, and that's because they're also... Because dr- they're brainwashed by Marvel. By Marvel, yeah. Because, there, say, because yeah. there's... Um, interesting. Because there's a, uh, a Comic-Con exclusive pop that I saw, and it's uh, uh, Superman with False God written on him. Yeah, I, oh, really? I rolled yeah. my eyes hard at that one. Oh, wow. I wondered if that's because people like it and they want no, that. No, there are there or are, or if some... it's fun because that's like a way to make fun of the movie. Watch the honest trailer for BVS. It's, it says like Batman v Superman versus the fans versus critics versus blah blah. blah. Like it, it's an extremely divisive one. I know we all didn't really like it, but it's not the same across fandom. All right, uh, and for me, Doctor Strange. That trailer was just okay. like jaw dropping. I was I was I was always kinda curious how it would go and casting of Strange and then the first trailer was only okay, but this trailer I was like, Nope, I'm sold. Oh it had mad. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Not for, that for, you have to sell me on these movies. I yeah. see them all. But now I'm like jazzed for Strange in a few months. I had that same um uh effect, but it was more when we saw the three D uh trailer in the theater. Sure, sure. That really did that for me already. This was, was just cool. more of a good thing. Yeah, this maybe a movie I see in three D. Yeah, however, Mads Mikkelsen does add a certain je ne sais quoi. Gotta love Mads. I gotta say. Uh, kind of like you are with American Gods, I'm very intrigued by Legion. Um, just because of the talent behind it. And it's gonna very much be like... I think it'll just be a good prestige drama, obviously. More so than like a good adaptation of Marvel comics at all. But that's fine. I mean, I gotta say, I'm kind of getting my fill on the whole multiple psych- fractured psyches in uh, Mr. Robot. But hey, if they do it well, more's the merrier. Yeah, and then uh, also the Sonic games. Oh, well, of I course. Mean, That's that, a no-brainer for you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they're going back to the two things you love most about Sonic. Original Genesis Retro Sonic and uh, Colors Generations. Gameplay for Modern Sonic. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, they uh, know what they're doing. That's the thing that always infuriates me and a lot of fans about Sonic Team. They know exactly what people want. And they don't deliver it. And I think that's why people get so frustrated. They're like, no, we know you like that, but just give us a shot. We're we want just, to express we're ourselves. Just, we're going to just, you know, experiment a little with the series. Take it yeah. in some new direction, Sonic and the Black Knight. You know, I mean, anyway, it's frustrating. I can see why fans are frustrated. I'm glad I'm not like a super fan because I don't need more misery in my life. Yeah. So, uh, as this episode probably showed, we have a lot of thoughts. You can see more of those thoughts if you follow 
at the joy of geek or at the joy of game on Twitter is our Twitter handle. You can find me at indigomaster e n d i g o m a s t e r on Twitter for all of my continuing thoughts and reviews and articles and all that. You can follow me at kw shafe k w s c h a e f and then all my articles on joy of geek. You can follow me at rich lapore and all of my articles on joy of geek, uh, current and forthcoming. You can find us on Facebook uh, at the joy of gaming. You can mm-hmm. find us. Uh, on our main website, soon, archive site, all the logo and everything will be changed. Uh, yeah, soon. yeah, we're working on um, it. So, um, but yeah. yeah, the site's the site's, site's real now. Along. Yeah. Site's humming along. I mean, yeah. it looks great now, and it'll look a lot better uh, soon. That's okay. Um, I do want to just go around real quick and say what uh, we're going to be. What we're what we like name one thing we're digging on right now. One thing we plan to dig on next week. Uh, for me, right now, I am really enjoying um, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Kind of yeah. out of nowhere. I've been watching it on Netflix. It came the first season, and it's just a whole lot of fun. Uh, nice. As far as stuff I'm going to be vibing on, uh, I picked up Year Two of Injustice, so I'm going to be reading through that. Beautiful. Stranger Things, I might rewatch. Like, uh, oh my like, god! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You're the I mean, biggest Stranger just, Things fan ever. It's pretty awesome. You're yeah, the I biggest know, Stranger like Things fan ever. I love just, that. It hit me on every personal level. I think that's point. awesome. Yeah, so um, that um, I also picked up some movies from FYE the other day. Cause, what? Uh, I picked up John Carpenter's They Live, which nice. is fantastic. Um, yeah, some of the classics, so, um, as far as other shows, not sure, well, I gotta catch up on Mr. Robot, the last two episodes, so, um, be watching that, um, reading Nailbiter, um, I'll be reviewing Southern Bastards Volume 3, um, plenty more on my radar. Awesome, awesome, cool. Um, for me, um, I am going to, uh, when I get home, uh, watch, uh, if I have time, watch uh, the second episode of, uh, Mr. Robot, which just aired on Wednesday. Um, I enjoyed the uh, premiere. Um, let's see what else I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm going to be reading uh, the fourth episode, the fourth uh, trade of Nailbiter, as well as the first trade of Unfollow. Really excited about that. It's Rob Williams' new, I think, nice. ongoing. I'm hoping ongoing. It says first six issues of the new ongoing on the back, so I'm hoping that's true. Really excited about that. There's just so much stuff. Yeah. I'm also watching. Here's a little weird left field one. I'm watching uh, the returned uh, French version. Oh it's yeah, a really good show. I've seen, I saw the American one. The French one blows it out of the fucking water. Um, nice. So anyway, that's one thing I've been uh, I've been enjoying. Uh, on that note, I am Rich Lapore, Jordan Alsaker, Kevin Shaver, and we will see you uh, in a week. Thanks. <laughs>